Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where two fans and two non-fans talk about controversial and noteworthy comic books and comic book history. I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. We're here. Week three of 52. Week 27 of 52. <laughs> yes. We're covering issues Our week 27. three, this comic's week... If only we yes. could have read this over 27 weeks instead of three. <laughs> that was the original plan, by the way. Uh, and that yeah. was... So I wanted to do weekly one issue at a time, and I was like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> so we will be covering volume three, if you're reading it in trade, or issues 27 to 39 of 52. We are not going to recap, so listen to the last two episodes if you haven't. Can I? But, yes. I just want to say, wait, you can finish your thing, and then I'll say something after. Yeah, I was going to say, I just want to uh, say, I hate this comic, I hate all of you, I hate this show. <laughs> He's quoting the log. And as always, as we've said the last couple weeks, I would rec- most of us have said that we would recommend you actually read these books. They're pretty easily available at this point. And uh, they're great. And I think that we, you would be better suited to read them than listen to our recap of them. Mm-hmm. And they are still mostly the same creative teams written by Jeff Johns, Greg Rucka. Grant Morrison and Mark Wade. Art breakdowns by Keith Giffen. Some new pencilers. We have Chris Batista, Joe Bennett, Tom Derenick, Jam- Jamal Eigel, Phil Jimenez, Drew Johnson, Dan Jurgen, Sean Mole, Patrick Alif, Joe Prado, and Andy Smith. Ooh, get the whole team together. <sighs> yes. So, Daryl? Oh, I was going to say, this. if we did this weekly, I feel like I'd do a lot more whinging than I usually do because of the fact that this is, like... I would, I would have no idea where so much of this is going, whereas I still don't have an idea of where a lot of this is going, but at least you get to see more complete, like, oh, okay, then they mm. go here, and then they talk here, and then this happens. I can't like, imagine remembering yeah. half of a year ago, like, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> they were in Nanda Parba. <laughs> yeah, reading reading, reading comics, I, I, I always kind of felt reading comics weekly, um, monthly. It's not an ideal circumstance. Mm-hmm. I have to get a trade before I know I li- even like a book. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a problem that I have with, as we've talked about extensively on the show, my bad brain and how I can't remember anything we read. And, like, there'll be books that people be like, oh, I remember, like, this showed up three issues ago. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking yeah. about. Even TV shows that are weekly, I don't watch that way usually. I'm like, I wait till the season's done. Mm-hmm. And I, I do for sure. Because uh, when I, it's a show I talk about a lot because mm-hmm. that helps me remember when I'm talking about it constantly. Mm, yeah. But comics, oh, that's like, true, that's true. Com- I, I, I remember a lot of comics I, ta- I read with Joe at, at the same time as Joe and Ryan because we always talk about it immediately afterwards. Yes. Mm. That's one thing in our Discord that is, uh, once I actually talk to people about it, that's a really good point. So I- mm-hmm. Oh, and before we get started, I also want to mention it is the Patreon Drive. And that is why we're doing these weekly episodes. So if you want to head over to flyingmachine.network slash support, you get a lot more details. I'll explain some of the specifics at the end because these episodes seem to have always run long, so I don't want to belabor the point. But just last week, I released 10 bonus episodes at the $1 tier of uh, audio versions of my music blog. So you should definitely head over to patreon.com slash flyingmachine or flyingmachine.network slash support or our Facebook group Flying Machine Explorers Guild to get all the details. There's lots of giveaways, contests, all sorts of fun stuff throughout the month. Cool. Okay. So, we ready to jump in with week 27? Are we? Take us away, Ryan. <laughs> take us away, Dr. Fate's helmet. <laughs> take us away, Calgon. Okay. Calgon, <laughs> take me away. So, we open with Ralph Dibney, the ex-elongated man, with his spirit guide, Dr. Fate's helmet. <laughs> it's just what a, a statement. That falls around and, and says riddles. The ex-elongated man with Dr. Fate's helmet going through yes. hell. So like I said, if you haven't listened to the first two episodes, what are you doing? Don't start here. <laughs> yeah. 
Ralph Dibney is still on his quest to learn all about magic so he can resurrect his wife, and he Well, has... we didn't know that last time, and that's what... It we was pretty obvious yeah, last yeah, time. Yeah, I thought I, it was no, pretty clear. No, I don't want to say it because you said the resurrection uh, scene didn't matter. It's clearly set him off on this path. Of but I, he, like... he could have done that naturally like he, no he it, couldn't have like what, what like what like clearly he needed to be jostled into action he's about to kill himself and this mystery is what kept him alive basically mm. like he's about to kill himself and this mystery is now keep only thing keeping him but going. i'm saying like, like without that, the resurrection scene i could still see him going along this path to, if he found out magic's real and he then was he literally to going to kill himself he, he was literally not going to do what you're saying daryl he was going to kill himself he got a call something happened to the fucking grave site then he started looking investigating the mystery yeah, he did have a gun in his mouth yeah when he first yeah you're yeah. literally wrong he was dead first page without the setup <laughs> Sorry, Dalton. man. We're never getting through. Yeah, this. <laughs> I'm saying at the resurrect. Never mind. Whatever. I'll let slide. No, but making that with Dale literally says something that's wrong. It's literally wrong. He literally got to kill himself. It's literally wrong. Yeah. Okay, so Ralph Dibney is now meeting with the Spectre, who is the divine spirit of vengeance sent by God to get revenge on people, and he's like, "Hey, I there is you know I know that you ha- walk this line between life and death. I'm willing to pay the price." to bring my wife back. Can you? And the Spectre points out that he no longer has his host, so he's kind of like this unbridled crazy guy. Yeah, that's why he's also always acting crazy in the crisis, because he lo- he needs a host to keep him basically not just a crazy, uh, like, inhumane spirit of vengeance. Yeah. So he's... Spectre's like, absolutely, I can help you. So let's let's put you through a test. Let's go to space. Uh, also, so- like, uh, that reminds me to seem more friendly than it is, like... Ralph doesn't want to go to Spectre, but he has to. And Spectre's, yeah, Spectre's yeah. not funny to him at all. Like, this is very much like, I have to meet you to, see my, to resurrect my wife. And, and yes. they keep bringing up the fact that Magic, he, Ralph Dibney's like, I know Magic has to have a price, and I'm willing to pay it. I'm a, I'll pay the price. And he's always saying, like, there's always prices to be paid to use this magic. And so yes. he's... Same thing we got yeah. the last time he yep. was in Hell in Dante's Inferno. Yes. So he takes her to, like, the... He takes Ralph to, like, the deep... Some deep pit of space where he finds Jean Loring, the woman who murdered his wife, Who's now like possessed by some DC character? She's floating in space. Doesn't her really matter. Placed in yeah. solar yeah. orbit by the Shadow Pact to eternally nullify her shadow field sorcery. Yes. <laughs> so she's been uh, possessed by someone named Eclipso. Basically, Ralph is like, I am going to exact vengeance on you because that's the price that I have to pay. Is I have to be the spirit of vengeance, and he brings. He starts fighting Jean a little, and then he's like, I'll show you hell, and he transports her somewhere. Then we get a quick cut of we go to Wave Rider, who's just some time travel character who's kind of just like hiding in a room of clocks because that's what you do, I guess. <laughs> and then other time travel characters show up. Ah, and... Time Commander! <laughs> we were supposed to be the new Time Masters! I actually just yesterday read a story. I think it's like the only story with Time Commander in it. And I was like, what a dumb character. I, I don't think he ever shows up ever again. <laughs> Apparently he does. The book I read was from like 1962. And when we say he shows up, he shows up in an hourglass and he starts, he's trying to stand in the hourglass of that feeling yeah. away. He's like, you said, you said you'll say, you'll we'll be like the new Time Master. You said you, you give us something in favor. You didn't say we're all going to fucking die. Fuck you. And then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> so Wave Rider is this like golden guy with like flaming hair that he, it seems we get from exposition that he was creating some sort of like time travel team and then Skeet shows up the Booster Gold's robot buddy who's been pretty evil for a little while now and he's just he's trying to find Rip Hunter who's the time master and Wave Rider says, says explicitly like you're, Skeet's you're behind everything you cause all this time travel yeah you're splintering the historical main line and then Skeet's is like no it was actually when Luther came from Earth 
three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he, so he says like Infinite Crisis is what broke the timeline, but I'm molding it like wet cement. Yeah. When is Rip Hunter, Matthew? Tell me. <laughs> yeah. And he's been searching for Rip Hunter the whole time, and he thinks Wave Rider could tell him, and he's like, you still can't find him. He spent his entire life preparing for the kinds of adversaries a time traveler would face. So he says, like, he he exposits that, like, Rip Hunter wanted to protect himself from time travelers, so he changed his name. He made sure nobody ever knew when he was a baby so that no one could go, like, murder him <laughs> as a baby. It's pretty smart. <laughs> yeah. And Skeets, Skeets is like, do you know where the golden metal that makes my body impervious to the ravages of time portals come from? Do you know whose corpse it was burned off? Discovered in a deep grave 500 years from now? Take a guess. And he starts, like, melting Wave Rider's body. Yeah, he's like, like tortures him to death. Yeah. Skeets is pretty scary, I think, at this point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so he's just, like, hunt- Skeets is continuing his quest to hunt down all the time travelers to try to find... Rip my Rip. question about Skeets, guys, is... Is whatever because obviously something's going wrong with him. He's he's not normally evil, so he, something's making him evil. But did he always have these guns and this power, or or is like whatever's making him evil also giving him extra guns or something? Because I'm like I, you don't have to answer, but I'm like even if someone was possessing him, I'm like why would this museum robot have like an arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember him having guns before this. I kind of remember him just flying around. The thing is, Booster Gold did uh, deactivate him and leave him in a box of old porno tapes for. About 10 years. Okay. Also, there was the future and came back <laughs> to be more prepared. Who That's true. What? That's true. Remember, Booster came back with a bunch of like better tech and stuff too. So, okay. That okay. I guess that All would right. make sense. But like in the 80s and stuff, I don't remember him having like lots of guns. Like, he's so strong for a, for a museum yeah. security robot. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty strong. So then we cut to Nanda Parbat, where the question and Renee Montoya are hanging out with uh, Richard Dragon the kung fu fighter and tot the like guy in the chair scientist guy and richard is training renee in like all sorts of like fighting kung fu stuff helping her and he's still like he's doing like the zen like question you know like who who are yeah. you who are you get to you know, know you yourself to, find... to fight to get to fight others or whatever type stuff yeah exactly and they mention that in nanda parbat time feels like different they don't really judge it by days they judge it by like routines and and cycles and like it's it's kind of like this weird i don't know like you see this in like zen kind of like kung fu movies all the time where it's like this place where only the art matters and like everything else kind of stands it's like where batman went to train right it wasn't in the himalayas or whatever like they're they're in like tibet here even though i don't know if they say that but it looks like they're in like the himalayan mountains looks like they're in batman begins place yeah yeah exactly uh one thing i always found weird i always found weird about this sequence is i always found weird that uh question gives him to he takes renee to his trainer instead of training her himself i always found that kind of weird yeah i mean they i think they kind of get into why they do kind of a little bit that makes sense and then we get back to the crime bible thank god yeah so they're studying the crime bible (laughs) and well tot is and he's just like it's a whole religion based on crime we talked about this a lot last time i'm never gonna let this go by the way i i I will never by the way i'm reading this uh, i flipped a crime bible's awesome oh fuck you (laughs) stories and parables thanks i I remember Manheim from the superman cartoon and all these other stuff he was always just generic villain like i'm a like you say he's a kingpin this is. I rather have something potentially dumb that's unique than uh, just another crime boss. This is at least memorable to me. Uh, in counterpoint, I would like to point out Greg Rucka, the guy who writes the scene. Uh, in the letter, he says the religion of crime, and I must confess, I loathe that name. Hey, buddy, want to join the religion <laughs> of crime? Sure. This is really dumb. The Lovecraft fan in me thinks it's so stupid. Why not call it the Way of Sin or Dark Faith? <laughs> religion of crime and Crime Bible? Who does their marketing? Jesus. <laughs> 
I like the fact it's called Crime because it makes it more comic booky. I, I'm going to defend okay. this. Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. Dark, Dark okay. Fate would be at least palatable. Anyway, the, more, the more you argue about these concepts, the more I will. I know. The worse my opinions will get. The worse my opinions will get, guys. You make me defend the shittiest shit possible. Don't fucking try to argue me. So, anyway, now we get to a. This, the Renee Vick story takes a bit of a hard turn here where she says, you know, Todd's studying the crime Bible and Charlie, what does my friend Charlie do? Charlie coughs. It started just after we got here. Charlie says it's the altitude that he's having trouble acclimating. I was the pack a day smoker, but he's having trouble acclimating. He has tea, acupuncture, pressure points. He has lots of pills. He's sick and he's not getting better. And I'm scared for him. And... He says, like, sounds worse than it is. And but she like, says, when like, you... when did you quit? Because uh, yeah. basically yeah. he so... was telling her don't smoke because he smoked so much that now he's dying. And he's known about seven months. So he's known this entire book. And he doesn't have much longer to live. It's metastasized. And she's like, well, why me? Out of eight billion people, why would you pick me? And he says, that's the question. Isn't is it pronounced metastasized? Yeah, it is, but... What did uh, I say? Uh, the dar- you said me- me- meta- meta- like the metagene, you know? <laughs> I just found it like Ryan always purposely says things wrong, like Tremamily, and I was like, are you fucking with <laughs> I, I don't know. So Vic has, he has lung cancer, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have long to live. And meanwhile, when they look at, Renee goes back to look at the crime Bible, and she realizes that there's... A village called Gotham. Gatham. In, Gatham in, oh. 10, in 1080. Uh, it's where we get the word Gotham from. And they talk about the that Gatham uh, is missing its night protector, and they will devour the heart of the daughter of Cain. Yeah, so like everything uh, happens like prophesied in this crime this, Bible. None of this yes. matters. So, well, no, it matters but because... Bell, you have no idea what matters or doesn't. Shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I know this doesn't matter. So, well, the reason why it matters no, quite wait, a wait, lot... You're wrong about what matters or what doesn't. You, you fucking will say, I, I don't know anything about what matters or what doesn't at the end of the I, I cannot wait you to fucking... finish this, and next episode is going to begin. I'm going to be like, none of this matters. You were wrong. Okay, you're wrong, you're wrong. I... Fuck, I read the fucking story. You challenged me. You okay. fucking dare challenge me. Gotham, Gotham is going to come back, Daryl. The Gatham. 1080 city. They immediately explain why it matters, because the daughter of Kane is Kate Kane, who is Batwoman, and that's what causes Renee to leave Nanda Parbat because she wants to go, because she thinks that the the religion of crime is going after her ex girlfriend Kate Kane, and and they need to go save her because mm-hmm. of their like prophecy or whatever. So then we cut back to Ralph Dibney, and one thing I want to say: the framing device now is week negative eighty four because they've gone back in time. Oh, that's yeah. cool. They and- go back to the death of Sue Dibney. Yes, for my identity crisis. And first, Gene Loring is like, you know, we could fight. You know, you're, are we both nuts? You're going to watch your wife die? And he's like, no, you don't get to be crazy this time. And he uses the powers that the Spectre just gave him. He, said, he says, you're here to suffer, you homicidal bitch. Clearly not influenced at all by the past events. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. all the events before had, didn't unhinge her off anyway. He's yeah. perfectly yeah. fine. Nothing mattered before this. Now, this Ryan, that was the expert <laughs> on... It's fine, it's fine. It's okay. That was the expert on Maslow does it's in the It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> So that you see what you unhinged Sly now, like with your events. <laughs> yeah. So he Ralph brings Jean and brings her back to like regular, like she's Jean and she starts to cry. She's like, please don't make me watch this. I had, you know, I, I was mentally ill, please. And he goes to make her watch the death of Sue Dibney. But as soon as she starts to die, Ralph like loses it and warps back. And he says, I couldn't do it. You tricked me. And Spectre's like, you didn't uphold the bo- bargain. So fuck you. Too bad. And then Ralph's like, I guess we have to go somewhere else because I can't live through that. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. He says there's a better way. He's like, he says after the is happening, Gene's uh, so, um, uh, just begging him to leave. And then she's like, you can't handle Leo. You, you want to leave too. And then 
Ralph is crying and he tell he will only tell person what yeah. anything that happens. Yeah. And then he's like, the specter may be repugnant, but he's not a liar. He told me something crucial. She can come back. There's a better way. Take me to Nandapar Bat. So he's going to like the Tibetan magic place too. And that ends issue 27. Yeah. So now uh, we get to uh, tw- week 28. Uh, mm-hmm. Opens with uh, Renee and the question uh, go back to Gotham to try to save uh, Kate, but then Kate mm-hmm. shows up as Batwoman uh, and they show her a picture from the crime Bible saying, You're gonna die, this is you. Look, uh, it's the prophecy. And then we come back to Red Tornado, <laughs> who's in Australia. Uh, this thing, another thing that Daryl said, is not gonna matter whatsoever. Uh, uh, so far, so far, it does not matter. <laughs> For clarification, I didn't say that this doesn't matter. I said it doesn't come up again the last time we read it. And no, I, you said like I don't get what this scene's about. Uh, I, yeah, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter. Uh, one thing, I, this does tie into what we were saying earlier, though, about how, like, if you were actually reading this weekly, if something doesn't show up for, like, six months, mm-hmm. that is hard to r- see how it immediately fits into the wider tapestry. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I do agree that things do pay off slowly like, and later, really and I really slowly, like though, the slow build. We've gotten yeah. we've gotten through three quarters of this, and some of these plot lines never do anything. Yeah. Like, or, like this they, one. But, they do stuff, it's just that we can't see the broader picture of, like, how it fits into the whole scheme of things. Yeah. Like, like Ralph does a lot of things, right. but I'm still, like, I still don't know where it's going. Yeah. So, uh, Red Tornado was, last time we saw you, cap, uh, found by Aborigines in Australia. And basically, a mechanic, uh, as part of this tribe, basically, we, we built him using, like, junk parts. And now, he looks like uh, a toy from Sid's lab in Toy Story. Yes. He yells 52, 52, because he's like, read this comic, <laughs> we get, keep reading, 52. Yes. Uh, he says meaning the statement means nothing, that's never gonna mean anything, because ambush bugs sense something. Uh, so um I'm sorry, I'm being passive aggressive, but uh, it's not very it's not very passive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh it's just so these, these aborigines are having their basically well, you know, the people's story they're having their home destroyed and replaced by, by Yeah, they're they're by being people. sent to by, some like reservation. By Ridge Ferric company, which is who owns the uh, warehouse that Kate Kane's people were loaning it to. Yeah, and they're they're mining uranium, and they're basically like, no, we have this other place for you to live. And they're like, but that's where, like, another culture lives. And they're like, too bad. And when they resist, they get arrested. Uh, the first Aboriginal guy tries to send a retinue after them, but uh, one of the Aboriginal elders is like, this is wrong. Like, this, is, this is not right. This robot is just, like, saying 52. And, and it's, you want to hit somebody? It's also the, 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 the tribe talks about, like, some tornado spirits existing already, tornado dreaming. And then when Red Tornado comes out, I'm like, do they know his name is Red Tornado, or do they have their own tornado lore that he's fitting no, into? No, they, they never... I don't think they know it's Red Tornado. Okay. They just say something's wrong with what's happening okay. here. And uh, they, so they, the, 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 they arrest the mechanic that made the... Uh, uh, rebuilt the Red Tornado after the, the Aboriginals basically turn on Red Tornado mm-hmm. and destroy it. And he says, you don't understand, it's alive. And Red Tornado gets taken away in junk parts, still, uh, uh, still saying 52. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we cut to Lobo. Uh, Sly's favorite part, a yeah. whole book. You got Lobo now. We have a big head with horns that's green, shooting lasers. Lobo's riding a space <laughs> motorcycle. What <laughs> yeah, happens is that uh, they're being chased by the head still, so not really relevant. So um, we cut to Kate fighting the, uh, members of the crime uh, family, whatever the fuck, uh, the crime religion. And uh, it's, all that happens is that she fights a few of them. Come back the pro- to- and, he, and Mannheim is like, the prophecy is here. You're going to die, Kane. And then it's like, oh no, the prophecy is different because uh, the question and Renee Montoya are here. He and escapes. They, they thwarted and then he runs away. He's like, it's not supposed to be like this. 
Oh yeah, and then they go and confront the, the back in space. Uh, the group ambushed the Necron head, and it turns out the person piloting the Necron head is actually a Green Lantern saying, "Help me, help me." Yeah. Uh, and Lobo's just like, "I'm gonna kill you," and they're like, "Wait!" And they stop him, and that's how they realize it's uh, Green Lantern, and they're actually. So the, this this Green Lantern was part of. They say that like that there's this like force that's going through the universe, destroying. This him. is what the refugees were talking about too on Lobo's like uh re- like fish planet or whatever yeah and this green lantern had like his main source of weaponry was like rooted into this like big head so basically lobo stole the green lantern's weapon and because of that his whole like space sector was decimated and they, because he couldn't what they keep yelling him. about is the stygian passover like the yeah the thing that the, the, the people the the refugees from before were yelling about yeah. um yeah uh, so something something's basically threatening the entire galaxy and uh, it's basically blocking their passage home. And Adam Strange is basically represents Daryl and Phil, saying, "No, because we need another fucking twist. Is anything gonna pay off this fucking story?" And he throws his fucking helmet away, saying, "I just want to fucking go home." It's not enough to be a thousand light years from home. <laughs> One more thing you just don't need. <laughs> yeah. So Adam Strange now symbolizes Daryl and Phil. Uh, and and. Animal Man is saying, he says, like, well, if we look at the path that it's going, like, based on all this evidence, it's heading to Earth. So, like, we are, we have to be the ones, like, we have to make a stand now. Otherwise, Earth will also be destroyed. Space is really fucking big, guys. How do they, how do they know which way it's going? (laughs) It's so big. Whatever. It's fine. And to be fair, this seems like more of an actual, like, existential threat than... Uh, like, just, like, we need to hang out with Lobo. I agree. Then Devil Lancer the Pursuer? <laughs> this is the first time. I, mean, I, guess, I guess he's a threat, too, but he died really quick. <laughs> no, I was being sarcastic. I agree with <laughs> he's you. A threat. This is the first time I was like, okay, maybe there's something to this space story. <laughs> the cover of Week 29, the new sticker at the bottom says, Egg Foo, food or menace? Mm. <laughs> Don't be rude to Egg Foo. Uh, okay. You know, you know he doesn't nice. appreciate that. <laughs> That's who Daryl rushes to defend. <laughs> I kind of like his design. <laughs> the cover actually says uh, "Last Seeds of the GSA," and uh, it's um, the original Green Lantern, the original Flash, and Wildcat together, like walking away from an empty corridor. So we start out in, in New York with the JSA, and who showed up for the reunion? It was just those three that Sly just mentioned. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, it turns out this this is Thanksgiving now during Thanksgiving, and they like, used how- to. Yeah, the he mentions, and this was a thing. This isn't just like a throwaway thing. The Justice League and the JSA used to get together and have Thanksgiving dinner every mm-hmm. year, and it was like a nice way for like the old timers, because the JSA are all like old dudes, to like meet with like the younger people, and like they would all. It would be like a nice yearly event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and they're like they're calling us just old farts. No one cares about us anymore. I mean, look at that. And he points out the window, and it's all of the Lex Luthor, uh, like you know, program people that got powers for free by him, or not for free, but Lex Luthor gave powers. And they're flying around. They're having a Thanksgiving Day parade. And there's a lot. It's not just the team anymore. There's like there's like hundreds of them. Yeah, now it's like an army of superheroes. Yep. Yeah. And they're all flying around, being like, I guess he gave every single one of them flight, just like real, super, <laughs> like a real comic. Yeah, it's like superheroes fly. That's like a yeah. uh, to coach Shazam, uh, superheroes fly. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wildcat calls them all a bunch of jerk offs, which I like a yeah. lot. Yeah. Kids are becoming superstars overnight, flying and throwing cars and making sure they're on the front page of their hometown newspapers. And they remarked that about uh, Green Lantern's daughter Jade being dead, and just like most immediately after uh, the the Luke's team introduces a new Jade, and she's like, "Hey, everyone, yeah. introducing Jade. I'm I'm replacing your dead daughter." Yeah, and yeah. so they're showing off to the the crowd. Everyone's like, "Wow, cool!" And then while they're watching this. Some dude Green, shows up Green, that's all bl- like black and shadowy, and he's like, "This isn't so, right, Dad." And he's talking to the Green Lantern, Jay Allen. Yeah, 
And That's so his son. he's like, you know, they've turned Infinity Inc. into a, you know, a bastardization of it. They use my sister's name. They can't sell her name. And he jumps out the window through the glass and just starts to fight uh, this new Jade. And then the, he starts to fight, fight everyone, basically. Yeah, everyone tries to defend they, Yeah, they go to defend her. And, and then it just becomes this big brawl where this guy seems pretty cool. I wish we had heroes <laughs> with these kind of powers more. He, like, controls people's shadows or something. Yeah, Obsidian's very yeah, cool. Yeah, he has access to a shadow dimension. Yeah. Uh, his name is Obsidian. Uh, he's Jade's br- uh, brother, and he, as I mentioned, he they go villainous a lot of times. Yeah. So the new J- he he confronts the new Jade, and he's like, "Take off that uniform. You're not Jade." And she's like, "Oh, you, like you were her brother, right? Well, you almost sucked Milwaukee into a black hole. You're fucking crazy. Uh, who are you yeah, telling so me?" So what they're to like, do? "Oh, obviously, Obsidian is Chiron again. We got to fight him." Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and then uh, old the Green Lantern with Papa one eye, Green Lantern yeah, shows, shows up, up, and he's like, "Let it grow. We gotta this. like like this isn't what Jenny would want. Like you're saying what Jenny would want. Like yeah. fucking fighting other superheroes now, what Jenny would want." And then the the other upstarts in the crowd, the the superheroes are like, "Yeah, whatever, assholes. We don't, we're not taking your names to honor you or whatever. We're like the new generation. Fuck you." Yeah, um, add a- like you guys suck. You're a bunch of old men who got your powers gifted to you. We actually earned it. Like you guys suck. Yeah. Yeah, and Wildcat mentioned earlier that, like, every time they complain about them, the media is just like, you're just a bunch of old people just trying to control the future generation and hold on to the power you have. Like, society's completely against Similar it. to the Teen Titans thing when they, Infinity Inc. confronted the Teen Titans, I really like this dynamic of where you have old superheroes that can't, like, let the new generation begin, that they're just like, they're all doing it for fame and stuff, where it's like, mm-hmm. you guys were also, you weren't, like, immune to that either. Yeah. yeah, and so we cut uh, back to Daryl's favorite subplot: the wacky scientists on their wacky island. I-, I want to mention the fence. I forgot to mention last time. Yeah. Most of these characters were from comedy books. Like Metal Man was a comedy book. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Captain the Marvel was a comedy book. Are there comic characters that are funny? It's that you put them in the same book with not funny things, and it's weird. <laughs> I know, but I'm saying the mentality here. Like, if you want to do these characters, these are from a com- comedy series, so yeah. it's not like this is out of left field. Like, these are all comedic yeah, characters. Sure. Yeah, and they're all doing wacky. I'm, I'm not saying like on side. No, I don't think anyone was arguing. These are. Pl- I'm not saying. I'm not saying this as to say you're wrong. I'm saying this just to, uh, why the, the mentality probably was to put these characters together yeah. and have these wacky adventures. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we are having Thanksgiving with this evil scientist. They're cutting... I really didn't know whether or not I it was this or the Lobos side plot that was really getting to me more. <laughs> They're eating pterodactyl turkey with a chainsaw. It's going around on a train around the... Table. So Dr. Devon is cutting a chainsaw, like, Wah, yeah. and everyone's like, oh, getting, getting turkey on them. I do really like the idea of if you're going to have a Thanksgiving dinner at a really big table, having it on a little railroad track so you don't have to pass it around, but it could just cruise along. I think that's a good you idea. Know, we should implement that. I do hate this more than Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, our one sane so, character, so, what's his name? Yeah, Will Magnus yeah. is still trying to, like distance himself he's like i don't like this at all and he and the female the lady scientist everyone's like going hubba, hubba, <laughs> yeah. she confronts him in the bathroom and is like yeah hey you're different from these uh man boys uh you know you're you know here and you should be like you're taller yeah, and right. <laughs> sorry younger taller for a start here without your consent on an island populated by madmen. So she's kind of just like hitting on, like her body language, she's always close to him as he's just like trying to use the bathroom. And she's like, they never see live women except through the, the sights of their death rays or lenses and microscopes. And he's like, I just want to leave, yeah. uh, you know. And she's like, well, uh, I built a plutonium death machine for the, go- for the U.S. government. No, she says you did that. And oh, he's like, yeah, that was when that. I was, that's yeah. when I was mentally ill. That. That, that's not what I'm known for. I'm not a crook. Right. And he's like, you yeah. worked on, you're working on Project X, a mysterious project up on the hill. 
basically, basically, yeah, and the point is to establish that, and also establish that basically, like, she's interested in him because he's like the only sane guy, but he's the only sane because he's not taking his meds. Mm. Uh, again, no, he is, he is taking, taking his meds. Uh, he's, 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 he's making him sorry, uh, and that's important because next scene is Egg Fu shows up, uh, Cheng Su, <laughs> uh, Cheng Su, and like, who called right. me? We can't stress he is a giant egg. Yeah, who called Egg Fu? Who called you? And he calls around and guys saying, "You call Egg Fu? You think it's funny, motherfucker?" Huh? And the guy starts snorting and he like Fu. But he's him. just like, "Why wasn't I invited to dinner?" It's like <laughs> yeah, it's like that scene in Monty Python with Biggest Dickest, and the guy's <laughs> trying not to laugh. So this this is really is like Venture Brothers before Venture Brothers existed. Yeah. like it really is just pl- pl- straight up like goofy, like uh, henchman laughing, mad villain like, like who's laughing? Who the fuck's laughing at me? Uh, and Mad Science is cutting the yeah. turkey up with, a, with a chainsaw. So Egg, Egg Fu points at Will Magnus and is like, Hey, you, why is your progress going so slowly? You haven't done anything. Uh, Professor Morrow vouched for you and you're only alive because of him. And then uh, the girl is like, Oh, you know, Chung Su, he's actually using medication to suppress his uh, manic depressive tendencies. And his best work was when he was ma- manic. And so Egg Fu's like, perfect, get rid of the mess. Yeah, and, 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 and this is not like perfect, oh, we solved it. Dr. Mad is like, you sold me out, like, I'm your friend, like, why would you do this to me? And, and Tio Mar's like, I am a mad, 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 evil, mad genius after all, so sipping his wine on the couch, like, nothing bothers him. Well, Will gets literally dragged away by the guards. And then the girl says, let's all give thanks on this Thanksgiving to Intergang and the glorious dawn of the global crime state. <laughs> and, this, and this is why I will defend the story, because uh, Will Magnus, Will Magnus is my favorite subplot in the story. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and he carries like for all the goofiness in, in the story I do care about what happens to Will I do care about what uh, happens too. to him too uh, one thing I want to point out uh, Venture Brothers debuted three years before this oh okay but yeah, it's but the same before, kind of this is a knockoff this is a ripoff <laughs> I don't want to get the angry letters from all our adamant Venture Brothers fans <laughs> but this, this is more ubiquitous now than it was when this came out when this, when this yes, came yes, out yes absolutely okay uh, back to the JSA they're like well that's it I guess we're, we have to fuck off now uh and what and Flash invites Wildcat to uh, Thanksgiving dinner with his family. He's like, "Nah, I got plans." And his plans are to just get drunk in the JSA headquarters. I love that touch By because it's like all these old men are like, "Oh, we're so much better," and then this guy's just getting drunk alone. It's like, "Are you so much better?" This is one thing that I really love about the way Fifty Two handles a lot of this stuff. Is like Wildcat has not been in this book at all, and he doesn't become like a major character here but in just this like one or two issues we kind of get a really good feel for what kind of guy he is he's yelling out the window that all these like hip teens are a bunch of jerk offs (laughs) we see him drinking alone in the jsa headquarters and like i i after i read 52 got really into the jsa and like wildcat's one of my favorite characters but like you don't need to know anything about him you get like a real sense like you just said daryl for his character right Mm -hmm. away Lastly, it ends with a uh, team investigate Lex Luthor back in Metropolis with, you know, the some of the Teen Titans and one of the ex-Everyman Project Lex Luthor guys and then John Henry Irons and the doctor is like, hey, where's John? And he's in, he's like, I'm not feeling well. And in his office or his bedroom, his metal is peeling off. And then yeah. she's like, what? You've, what's going on? And he said, uh, there's no reverse therapy. There's an expiration date. So the powers yeah. are eventually going to go away. Yeah. I just want to, as we get to week three, I just want to quickly say I was wrong. Batman does show up in the story, but it's not really about Batman. It's more how Robin and Nightwing perceive Batman in the story. Yes. So this is week 29. Week, no, 30. week 30. 30. I just said week 30. Week, I ever, sorry, I, you're right. You're right. Week 30. Now we're time traveling. <laughs> I know. The Batman issue. And it starts with the narration. Everything started out so well. And it's Batman fighting a bunch of guys. And this is basically Dick looking back and being. What do you call like, it, Dick? What? Who are you calling a dick? <laughs> he's he's just looking back fondly on like how uh, those were pretty cold for years in Gotham when 
it seemed like anything could happen. It was our town. It's basically like how fun Batman, you were fighting him in the beginning. The Joker gave up being a murderer for a while, and it was just a crazy They're talking crowd. about, like, the campy 60s. Because yeah. when Batman first started out, he was really, really dark. Like, he killed the Joker, like, uh, in one of the earlier paintings of the Joker. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, uh, basically, it slowly transitioned into the campy uh, 60s Adam West Batman mm-hmm. over time. Mm-hmm. And they like never really acknowledged why it was, but in <laughs> retrospect, they're just like eventually everyone just became took things more lightly, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then everything started to eventually crumble bit by bit. Nobody noticed at first. He's the Batman's curious guy on the planet, and then Dick leaves, and then you have Jason Todd stealing ties. It's a quick montage of books that we've covered more than half of. Yeah. So you got Death in the I Family, know, The Killing Joke. They have Nightfall and No Man's Land, which we haven't done, and Under the Red Hood. But then Identity Crisis and Infinite Crisis. Yep. Look at that. You guys are true fans. Yeah. We yeah. Well, you have to like those books i think to be a fan of that's true so at the end he lost it and then it's uh nightwings hanging out with who is this robin it's tim uh, drake, tim drake. Tim drake. Okay. Okay. he replaced jason I'm sorry everyone has the same hair and face i had like, no especially idea. the robin if you told me these are clones i would be like yeah that makes sense. That is, I, 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 I much of a group as as a fan. I always found it annoying that they had uh, black haired boys. As Jason Robin Todd was originally so. a ginger, and Grant Morrison brought that back. Just for what it's worth, yeah, that's G- Robin. Jason Todd should see a, gin- <laughs> a fucking ginger. Yeah. Okay, and then uh, so they're fighting these guys somewhere. <laughs> Who cares? I hate all of this. This matters, Daryl. This fucking matters. Who? Where are they fighting them? <laughs> Um, so then we cut back to Gotham City. But you know, yeah, so they're, they're just they're, they're just fighting a bunch of terrorists, basically. Yeah, and they're they're recapping. They're basically. It seems like Batman's recapping his steps, and they're just like trying to keep up. That's like the vibe that I yeah. got. Yeah, and and they think Batman is like insane now. Like, like yeah. <laughs> and then it cuts back to Gotham City, and it says, "I hate all of this" in the narration box, and it's actually it's from. So now, now Renee's imitating Daryl. Yeah. And... <laughs> Except she says, I hate that cancer's eating Charlie alive. And she's there. She's with Kate, her ex-girlfriend. And they're just there having someone come over to check out Charlie every day. And they start arguing about all this. And Renee is, is slipping back into her own habits where she's, like, worried about Char- Charlie. So she projects it as, like, being jealous of, like, how did you get this doctor to come over? You sleeping with her? Yep. And she's And Kate's like, Renee, that's not, like, I know what you're doing. Stop trying to push me away. Yeah. And the doctor suggests you should put him into a hospital. And Renee's like, why? So he could check in and never come out. And he's like, he'll be more comfortable. And that's when Kate's like, we're just trying to help. And she's like, fine. And she, then she goes to, after Renee, uh, Kate leaves, she goes to Charlie. And uh, she's like, mind if I sit for a while? And uh, Charlie's like, I'm not very chatty, but she's like, it's okay. I'm not either. And she starts meditating. She does the going inside thing. Yep, and in the background, it shows Charlie Lang Vitt smiling. Yeah, it's one of the nicest scenes of this book so far. It's one that, this is actually definitely probably my favorite subplot of this whole book. I really like their dynamic. I think it, I think that the, it is mine too. And one of the best things too is you don't need to know the question, like you immediately get their, their relationship, Mm -hmm. whereas like a lot of this other stuff is like just random characters showing up and stuff, but I like how Mm -hmm. grounded their stuff feels compared to some of the other things. So then Robin, or Nightwing and Tim Drake Robin are still looking for the Batman. And they're, they're being more, more, they're solving more terrorist cases as they're going along, basically. Yeah. Yep, and they're looking for Bruce Wayne. It cuts to Bruce Wayne in the desert. Uh, and he sees these guys with eyeballs on their fingertips. <laughs> the, thing that you, the thing that you missed uh, is Nightwing is interrogating the terrorists and they're shipping a bunch of, like, huge doomsday weapons to Gotham City. It's, yeah, it's for intergang. It's intergang. And, and, they spl- and they split up. Nightwing's going to Gotham. Robin's going after Bruce. Yeah. And then Bruce is over here. We can't tell if he's hallucinating or not, but he's fighting these 
ten-eyed surgeon dudes of the empty quarter <laughs> who have come to slice out his demons. So they're they're like guys in like Arabic, uh, uh, t- you know, garb, uh, and then they have fingers on their uh, not fingers on their eyes. They have eyes on their fingers. <laughs> fingers on their eyes. Find the demon and cut. They say as they're all attacking him. Defeat me or die. So this is a guy. This is a guy more so bringing out back a Silver Age character. There's a villain that had uh, eyes on his fingers in the Silver Age, and Grand Morse is like, "What if they were a secret society of guys with eyes on their fingers?" <laughs> yeah. This is every time a character shows up that looks kind of dumb, and I have no idea what the purpose is. I just like it's Grant Morrison. He's bringing them back just to be like, <laughs> "I'm gonna add some depth to them." That My no question is, of. does he remember all these characters, or does when he's like, "I need a character," does he go to like an encyclopedia of comic book characters that never got used again and he's like this guy will be <laughs> yeah. they, they did that when you work for when you work for dc you do have access to entire dc archives like uh, also not to be that guy but uh mark wade in the back says grant morrison brought back this fucking guy that i can't believe anyone other than me remembers <laughs> and he's like i still remember his name is phil reardon the ten-eyed man so i think that I a lot of these writers are just these like big silver age fanboys that are like finally yeah, it, that guy that i remember from when i was 12 i can see he's that cool. like you're like i have my this guy's so cool why did he never come back yeah. I, I I do think for for uh, this concept, I think this is the best way you could have done it because now they're like the mysterious, like they're kind of like the League of Shadows and like but like mystical kind of thing, and uh, apparently they purge your soul of your sins. And, yeah, so uh, Rob, Robin comes back and he says, "Bruce, you look like you need a hand." And then Batman's like, "Ten I men kill demons, Tim. I asked them to kill mine. It's over. Batman is gone." <sighs> And then yeah. we cut to Batwoman, and she's fighting. Oh, yeah, and also, and like they mentioned before, you can't tell... Okay, everything's in, like, weird red font, uh, tint, so you can't tell if Batman's just hallucinating him this, and he's just crazy, like mm-hmm. uh, Robin suspects. Yeah. Yeah. So then we come back to Batwoman, and she's fighting Intergang again. You can always tell it's Intergang because they're fighting, like, werewolves. Animals, yeah. It's big yeah. snake men, werewolves. And this is where she, uh, she meet, Nightwing shows up, and... Um, yeah, it just hits on her the whole time. Yeah. What can I say? I've got a thing for red. Are you going to lend a hand, or are you just going to play an Eiffel? And Nightwing's like, I have to admit, I'm quite. It is quite an Eiffel. And she's like, Trust me, I'm not your type. Uh, well, it's just Nightwing's whole stuff is so funny here, because not to get a little ahead, but he also like he hits on her the whole time, and also like keeps trying to like tell her Merry Christmas, and she's a lesbian and Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's. I think Nightwing's just like the totally clueless guy that's just like I know yeah. what she likes. He's like she's uh, you know I I would have hit on Batman, but now I'm <laughs> Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Nightwing's yeah. just trying to be friendly, and it makes sense he'd be friendly this way. It's just ironic. He's being yeah. flirty. Yeah. yeah, he's being flirty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's being flirty, but I think he is generally being He strikes me as a boy that hasn't been turned down a lot in his life. He's very yeah. handsome, man. <laughs> I mean, I think in, in, con- in canon, Nightwing has the best ass of the DC universe, so, like, I get it. <laughs> yeah. He's not, like, he's not, like, really forceful. He's just, like, he's flirting the whole time. Uh, yeah. It's unwelcome. But I, 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 I interpreted him just trying to get some ass. I, I interpreted him as him trying to welcome her into the Bat family, basically. And I, inter- I interpreted it as him harassing her on the job. I, I, just, I never saw... Maybe it's because I know Dick well enough that I'll never see him as a, as a guy. Oh, so you're saying because you've never seen him harass somebody, he can't... <laughs> it's not, it's not, he's, just, he's, just, he's just, like, joking around. So like, oh, don't, yeah, don't, look at don't that defend, ass. Don't dig, don't dig this grave's light. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see myself digging a great fucking guys. Like I, 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 I think a lot of it is played for laughs too, because like we as the audience know that like how up the wrong tree he is with all of his actions throughout this whole volume. But it, it's okay to have different interpretations. That's what we do. We're divisive issues, right? We're not the agreement podcast, right, Sly? <laughs> all right, yeah. it's thirty-one. Please. <laughs> oh man, I don't even know what's going on here. It's the, it's the destruction of the world yeah. by this thing. So week thirty-one, we start with this like it's this is such a Grant Morrison thing. There's this planet with like this their own version of Superman that has 
Telethoughts or whatever. His name's Adam Blake, and it's just like some space planet. Adam Blake. Yeah, I think Captain Comet. Yeah. That sounds like somebody that exists I already. Think and it's like this whole thing of him fighting this like invasion that you know we've we've seen hinted at. So you can far. see like the planet in orbit is just like a million spaceships that look evil. The planet's being destroyed. There's people like getting shot, and this Captain Comet is trying to hold them back. And he's like, "Run all them! Like you know, I'll stop them." Yeah, and we see this like this woman who was like a bystander getting pulled away, and then she's she's actually explaining what happened to two Green Lanterns, a little bug guy and some like handsome looking blonde guy, and. <laughs> There, they call it in to, like, their bosses, the Guardians, and the Guardians are like, there is no known classification for this threat. Like, you should probably just evacuate and get all the Green Lanterns out. And the, the Green Lanterns are like, wow, they're, they're afraid. I've never heard that before. And then we see, like, a montage of all these different superheroes from all these different planets getting, like, dissected and harvested and all uh, for... You forget, too, that, that he talks about what happens to the planets and they have giant white cubes that drop on the ground. I'm like, hell yeah, this is my kind of yeah, sci-fi. This is, what, this is yeah. when I was like, yeah. uh, this plot is really cool. Wait, Intergang can just leave the story? I <laughs> yeah, do not care about forever. that. Forever, goodbye. The, the, <laughs> wow, that is... It is such a fine line for you guys. Yeah, because... yeah, 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 the story does nothing for me. It has to just eradicate. You can never go halfway. You have to be like, no, uh, guess stop what? writing, you writers. Stop it. Stop writing. No, it's not about writing. Do I like it 100% hey, or let, fuck Let me off. say what's interesting about this. The entire time, Captain Comet's thoughts are being narrated to us because he sent out them uh, five light years away through his telepathy, right? And so we're getting this narration of the destruction of his world. And unlike the crime Bible, which I'm like, is silly, this is uh, some kind of horde that is harvesting the biomass of different lands they inhabit that that is cool that is something that would uh, an alien race would do that's what we call sci-fi yeah that's Phil's ironically this is stuff that doesn't really matter to the overall plot sly to use you as an example i'm in the middle uh to peek back the curtain i'm in the middle of editing episode two of our 52 saga and you had a really valid point about how you felt like the space stuff wasn't wacky enough <laughs> yeah to be like really engaging and i think this is where it kind of tips that needle into like there's some batshit crazy stuff going yeah, on yeah I, I like this part but i just find it funny that you're saying if it's really mad to skip it but now i'm like uh, from what i could tell from because i don't remember this seems like it doesn't matter but you guys are like Wow. Uh, Wait, okay. Are you telling like, me aliens harvesting the universe is not Im- cool or important, but the crime Bible is important? I'm not saying it's important. I'm just saying, like, you're saying, like, you're always like, oh, if it's not important, it shouldn't be in the story. Like, like, like you, I don't know. You're, you're, I think when. when I, 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 like, like what you like, Ryan suggests, like, you're very hot and cold. Like, it's fun to exercise it. Writers can't experiment at all. Either pick it 100% or just exercise from the story. Like, we can't have explore multiple weird concepts. That's to be. Everything, everything's good or everything's or just told stories are going in the wrong direction. I, I think for me, the difference with sci-fi is like, I can imagine an alien race harvesting... My problem is not you, what, what, what you like or not. My problem is your attitude. Like, every story has to appeal to me at all times. We I don't know. I don't, like, I don't like to look a gift horse in the mouth and when Phil and Daryl are like, I like this comic book, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I know, but then, then I, I know it's tenuous. As soon as anything dumb happens, like, okay, okay, defense now, Sly, you fucking dumb story, haha. <laughs> okay, so let's see if that happens. And let's see if Sly has a prophecy, just like the crime Bible. And so they're harvesting all these superheroes, and they keep saying, and all of the people doing it keep saying, believe in her, believe in her. And they're talking about someone called the Lady Sticks, spelled like the River Sticks, S-T-Y-X, or the band, probably more the river. <laughs> but then it cuts back to uh, the... Also, a hint back to when the refugees are talking about the Stygian Passover, because Stygian refers to... Uh, sticks. Yeah, River, river Sticks. sticks. 
So when they're like, oh. when they're like Stygian Passover, I'm like, oh, yeah, this that's is what's what related yeah. to. I didn't know that. So now we cut back to Infinity Inc. where one of the new members, the new white Caucasian member who replaced, uh, this is this is now Jade, who replaced the speedster who died, is kind of creeped out by the shapeshifter Everyman because he keeps like sneaking into a room and then Skyman, who uh, is Natasha's boyfriend, reveals that it's because for him to shapeshift, he has to like eat something. So he like finds like animal hair and like other team members hair and like yeah or like toenail clippings and then he yeah so, so skyman makes that joke he's like maybe he was scrounging for toenail clippings or hair and then she's like oh, i gotta go and he's like natasha's like come on it's not funny and he's like i'm sorry it was a bad joke and he kisses her and then she leaves and he's he's transforms into every man he's like i'll look forward to catching up with you later <laughs> yeah i was like so, oh he looks no. so much like lex luther <laughs> yeah at first i thought he was lex luther and i'm like i don't remember this at all <laughs> i thought if i it's interesting because it makes you think it's like so for a second uh for a while at least it's i, I yeah. feel like that's but, a cool like throwing a wrench into the subplot of the thing because so far only lex has been the bad guy of infinity yeah. inc but now it's like of course like naturally some bad eggs would slip in there and get the one who happens to look exactly like <laughs> <laughs> and it makes sense because like if, uh, his, pow- if his powers work up in a fucked up way, it makes sense a fucked up person will have those powers. Yeah, like his yeah. powers work by eating parts of people. Why did yeah. he get flying and laser powers like every other person on this team? Because <laughs> he he secretly loves to eat toenails. Yeah, this is his dream. Okay. So then it cuts to the memorial from the very beginning of Superman and Superboy and Wonder Girl is there and Ralph Dibney shows up and at this point from this point on he's like really drinking out of his flask a lot. Mm-hmm. And pretty much in every scene, he's, like, spilling it on himself. And He also, whatever. this is a clever little thing. The Dr. Fate helmet shows up, and she screams, and it goes, Sorry, my bodyguard likes to make an entrance. But it, the tip of the helmet's off-panel, so you don't know whether or not he held it in front of her to scare her, or it was actually floating in front of her. So you still mm-hmm. don't know whether or not Dr. Fate is within his mind or, a like, a real thing. Yes. Phenomenon. Mm. So basically that they talk a lot they recap a little bit about like the cult and everything and she realized she says that you know she did some digging and found some evidence that the leader of that cult of connor was a scam and she didn't just do some digging she got a package in the mail that was like look he's a scam (laughs) and the package was sent from marseille which is where ralph dibney was so he's the one who sent uh chamamali it's marseille uh ryan fuck you sorry See, I I only know how to read. I don't know how to it's talk. It's okay. Me and you both. Buddy. <laughs> Apparently, the only thing you know how to pronounce properly is uh, writers' names. No, I can't do that. <laughs> oh yeah. So so then um he he they they talk a little and Ralph says you know my wife did live and she's like oh I know the cult was legitimate even if that guy was a liar. So like we do believe resurrection's possible. I know because Supernova is Superboy. And Ralph's like, that's that's great, Cassie. Yeah. Thanks. And then yeah. he just leaves. There's one tell her, you're crazy, bitch. And, <laughs> and he meets with Supernova, and he's like, I know who you are. You know, she thinks you're Superboy. And Supernova's like, I know. I should probably talk to her. No, he, but... he uh, Ralph's like, she talked to her, but he's like, I really, like, I can't, like, compromise identity. Please don't oh, tell yeah, you, yeah, you're right. Please don't tell anyone I'm, who, you know who I am. I know your genius is technically figured out, like, in five seconds, but I really need to keep the secret. <laughs> and he says, For, in... why well, I like it's about this, because this is one of the big things I was like, who is Supernova? And Ralph mentions that the clues were there, um, that the powers threw me. When I saw them used from the proper angle, I sussed out that one device that could tie them together. And I was like, 
what, what is like I, I was just trying to really figure out it's like do we have the evidence necessary or is this gonna be like some crazy like c-lister dude from nowhere hmm. i also like how it only took Ralph like a, a few days of thinking about it because he didn't uh, i mean he... supernova has been here for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. i know but ralph didn't put any thoughts to it he's like hmm supernova oh now i know he is now like like he because ralph wasn't like really like he was like in other dimensions at this yeah, point. He was so, he, like, puts, so like, yeah. like Ralph needs a few minutes, like a few days of thinking to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but one of the benefits of having a book be in real time and like slow paced is I'm not, I'm not saying the manga. I'm saying yeah. I, I might cool about Ralph. Like the story. Yeah, yeah is, like, I know, but story, it's like yeah. there's enough vagueness to it. I think that like you could say that he took a little while or he took it really quickly if you want him to be like the super detective or just like a good detective. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he isn't like I solved it in four minutes like a Malar super genius would. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the time gap makes it so believable that you'll take Definitely. him yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like I, I believe that Ralph had figured it out le- yeah. legit. And then we cut back to Alien Planet with these giant cubes and all these aliens harvesting all these people and the poor little bug. Yeah, one of the Green Lanterns is already dead. And the other one is like, we need backup. And the Guardians, they're like, no. Sorry, they quarantine it and turn his ring off. Yeah, they turn his ring off because they're like, they might somehow infect the Green Lantern power supply. We got to contain this contamination, basically. So you're being cut off. And she's like, Adam Blake will save us. And then her brainwashed, like, to be wed husband shows up. And she's like, and he just like starts like cutting her apart, and they're like, believe in her, believe in her. And then we see Adam Blake, the like Superman of this world, just like stuck to a ship, all like his skin's totally been ripped off, just his and... muscles are exposed. It's yeah. really and, grim. And we see yeah. from from the boyfriend coming back because he actually came up earlier. We see that somehow once they killed people, they turn them into like zombies, zombies or brainwashed yeah. people or something. Mm-hmm. So then it cuts to Lady Sticks, who's just this like this big like creepy spider alien type woman, and the girl who we've been following gives the two Green Lantern rings to Lady Sticks, and she eats them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, Lobo is just like Lobo is watching far away with his goggles, saying, "Behold, Lady Sticks." <laughs> and Owlman's just like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> yeah. So week thirty-two, uh, it opens with uh, Ralph. Now he's near that Nanda Parbat. Nanda Parbat. He gets attacked by Wendigo. Uh, and then uh, this isn't uh, Wendigo. That's a Marvel character. This is one of the oh, great ten. One oh, of the wow. This is one of the this uh, guy came first. <laughs> yeah, no, no. This is one of the Chinese heroes that we saw at the very beginning. Yeah, it turns out to great well, doesn't know that. So uh, basically, it causes avalanche. Uh, avalanche uh, a whistle, whistle rings out, causes avalanche, and it traps the Wendigo mm. and saves Ralph. And it turns out uh, one of the Chinese heroes has a power. But basically, his power is to make music to make uh, destroy things. Basically, mm-hmm. not just he uses music to like alter the frequencies of reality. I think it's such a cool yeah, concept. Yeah, it's a really cool idea. Yeah. That that that's why I love when Grand Morrison comes up with like crazy concepts like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's it's what he does best. So uh, come back to the uh, Teen Titans well, back Tower. To, uh, Titans Tower for the first time, and now everyone's like massing there. It's like all of these like the Ziest of Z-listers. Yeah, they're trying to get more members and basically doing a recruiting drive. And Osiris shows up. Uh, Black he's Adam. He's the like, yeah, he's like the Black Adam Junior. The junior, yeah. basically, and he brings he brings his, his uh, filler sidekick that Daryl hates. <laughs> yep. Uh, and and, and uh, it's funny because uh, I I've, I've interpreted this as him trying to get his own lion in a suit. That's what I thought. Uh, goofy was, sidekick. So. Yeah, sidekick. yeah, yeah. So and now uh, he's like he's like the 
He's Sobek, the alleg- the crocodile or whichever. Yeah. I don't remember if he's an alligator or a crocodile. Yeah, Sar- and Sarbek is like this character, like, ooh, what are we going to do here, Scoobs? Uh, <laughs> so Cyrus so Cy- flies him there, and Cy- uh, Sarbek is scared about flying. Sobek. And now, and now he's, he's scared of, of everyone because everyone's scared, be scared of him. And scared- every time he's drawn, he's, like, cowering behind Osiris. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's pretty cute. It, it, it's, Scooby- it's Scooby-Doo next yeah. to, like, uh, Fred, uh, basically. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it turns out uh, Lizard's scared because everyone else is scared of him and, and Osiris Os- is here to join the Teen Titans yeah and, that, and that, that's what he knows is that everyone's scared of him and Osiris and Osiris is like why I want to join the Titans and, and Marvel Jr. is like get the fuck out he said so, uh, Black Adam the father of family ripped a man in half on live television a man that deserved it <laughs> yeah so they're like no one likes Black Adam so we don't like you by extension and Osiris is like, we've built hospitals for every village in this like third world country. We've been planting gardens. We're only trying to make this world a better place. And Kamar was like, this is the rest of the world of that, and I'll, I'll help you join the Teen Titans. And Raven, who's the empath, picks wait, up only wait, one wait. emotion from Osiris. Hope. Is this guy Captain Marvel? Is this guy Captain Freddy? Captain Marvel Jr. Yeah. This, this is Freddy. Oh, okay. This is Freddy Freeman. Okay. Freddy, Freddy Freeman's always blue. Okay. He's always yeah. sad. I didn't know whether or not we had passed the mantle again off screen no. or something. <laughs> no, no. There, there was, this this covers every event that happens uh, during this year. There's no tie-ins. That's why editorial hated this book because there yeah. was there was not a million. They couldn't tie-ins. capitalize off of it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. There's uh, technically one tie-in that happens at the very very end, but it's completely unnecessary, and we'll get to that next. Okay. Th- that tie-in also happens because this book started doing its own stories rather than trying to set up the status quo for the one year later mm. books. Yeah. Like, so it, a lot of the bullshit is dumped into that book yeah. instead of in here. This is why I don't, I always like hesitate to call it an event because it's just so standalone. Yeah. The, uh, uh, Phil said he hates events. Like this is not an event, but you might say you hate events with a lot of characters coming in, but this is not an event book. Yeah. It's not an event in the way we think of it. If this crisis, how you should imagine events to be if in the crisis, mm-hmm. nothing's, yeah. I know what's happening. This, this book is that book. This character comes to this. Uh, nothing makes sense. That's, an, that's an yeah. event. <laughs> and that's one thing that Perfect. I love about 52 is there's no like, got to read this book. Great it's meeting. just like, <laughs> here you go. All right, so we come back to space, and they're and they're debating. Uh, There's like destroyed fleets everywhere. Like obviously, the, the the horde is not being stopped. Yeah, it's like how do you, how do you fight them? There are millions of them. I'm so I'm sure you make this argument, but uh, Adam Man is like my family's home. Uh, Starfire is like my, my friends are on Earth. We have to make stand here. We have to stop millions by me being like an animal. <laughs> like, good work. Good luck. Hey, don't disparage animal, man. But th- that's why they're heroes. <laughs> Fuck you, Phil. Like, you, uh, Phil's like, let's just give up beforehand. Like, heroes <laughs> never uh, prosper fight events. Well, like, if you just, let's let our friends die. That's, I mean, yeah. I think that this plays out pretty well, which we'll talk about in a sec. But uh, he, he does say, like, no matter how many there are, no matter what it takes, we're the front line. We have to try. Yeah, like, Phil's like, heroes should just give up and Not die. Not give up and like, die. Maybe, like, go meet other heroes and, like, make an army, like... Keep in mind, you just said space is so big. It is. Yeah. Where it is. they don't even know. Uh, to be fair, Adam Strange is like Phil, and he's like, so let me get this straight. It's us against a genocidal alien war machine. We have a bounty on our heads, and we have Lobo and the Emerald Head of Ekron on our side. Well, that, that makes sense because Adam Strange was more like a sci-fi pulp hero than a superhero. Mm. So it makes sense that he's the one that's more rational, like what a human being would do. Well, yeah. <laughs> buddy. Well, and animal and Man's like, I have the animal of a flying dolphin, so I can fly now in space. You like anime. You don't find anything admirable about it. We got to do anything. <laughs> no, I, 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 no. Do, I appreciate it. I'm just like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, they're not going to win, obviously. <laughs> So yeah. uh, we cut uh, we cut to uh, Panda Bar. I keep forgetting the name. <laughs> 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 Nanda Parbat. I'm not gonna remember that name, but that that place in Himalayas. 
Uh, Ralph is now there being t- taken care of. The whistle man explains his powers and what he did. He reveals that the Wendigo basically stopped using the... Man- the Accomplished Perfect Physician is his name. Yes. <laughs> so the Wendigo basically stopped using the medallion to keep his powers in check. Basically, he just want to be Wendigo for life. And um, he takes... Uh, Adam to the place uh, at the top where well, first so he takes he's supposed to... to see Ramakrishna. Wait, who like they? Yeah, I just I was confused at where we we're going. Uh... Yeah, so there there's like this legend that you're that they're the like Nanda Parbat God manifests to pilgrims who yeah. climb the nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine stairs and answer their questions about death and dying and the dead. Ramakrishna. So it's like one of those like we see this we see this in Doctor Strange we saw it in we see it in Ace Ventura for Christ's sake like that mm-hmm. legend of just like you climb these many stairs and you are enlightened by the Himalayan gods. Yeah, I'm so sorry to jump around, but. Um... The reason why they go after the Wendigo dude is because Ramakrishna won't won't see Ralph until he basically like proves himself to her. Yeah, and he yeah. does that by by risking his life to uh, stop uh, capture the Wendigo guy. Yeah, putting the dying on him. It's not Manda Par Parshat. I'm not going to Parvat. And one thing that I really like about this is Morrison puts in a lot of little things that, like this guy's backstory. He was a member of the Red Army. He was witness to atrocity. He was a killer. That this is the doctor talking. Until I came to accept the office and responsibilities of the accomplished perfect physician. And then later on, when they save like the werewolf Yeti guy, he's like, they wanted me to have no conscience, like an animal, no guilt, a soldier. And it shows like if the Chinese government created these superheroes, where would they get? them from mm-hmm. probably from these kind of places and like yeah. just in a couple panels morrison gives this like very different look at what superheroes would be like in a different culture and this is why i like the share universe and this is why when i was like oh my god chinese heroes book of shit i like that sense of problems in this world or situations that probably could be addressed later on like questions basically like it's not just everything is just assuming like because the great 10 are then used after 52 and other books as well to yeah, talk the, about geopolitical conflicts the, and stuff like that yeah. there's more to explore of this world like things are being brought questions are being brought up and i, I, I want to see some of them get brought up later yeah and, uh, yeah and, and, i like yeah. i like this angle that's been added to the chinese superhero thing it's just like yeah. i didn't get a lot of that i felt other than like what the superhero powers were i like this angle where it's like what would a chinese yeah. superhero entail rather than just like look at these powers and look how crazy they are uh, yeah i think this is is portrayed better than when they hashtag free tibet this is what it's about they're taking over the Goliaths. Uh, i also did like how when he's like you're a superhero and he's like i'm not a superhero i'm a super functionary like i'm a i'm a servant of the people yeah in the language of like the chinese government it's like everyone is a servant and whenever Morrison creates other country superheroes, he always uses these really weird phrases like accomplished perfect physician. And I always take that as, because he's done this like lots and lots of times, I always take that as translation mm-hmm. errors. Like not errors, but like that they would have names like Superman or like, you know, things that are more common phrases for us, but in their language doesn't always translate to yeah. just like cool superheroes. The same way, Kung Fu, I, I like Kung that Fu movies always have weird like names for stuff. That's right. But that's it's like true, it's because yeah. the names for things are longer if you translate them into English, but it, it makes sense in a smaller phrase in Chinese. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so uh, Ralph goes to see uh, Ramakrishna. It seems like there's no one there, but the servant says Ram- everything is Ramakrishna here, and it's a place full of candles. Uh, so the room lights up and a, a woman's face like appears like fearly on like a say. mural like a fresco yeah, and... type of deal and she mentions here's the secret there is no death death is an illusion of being in time a trick of light and Ralph says so why does it hurt so much her He's head on, on my chest in the morning with my arm going numb underneath for the way she stacked the fridge the way she laughed she would laugh when I made some stupid joke why does it hurt so much mm. 
and like if it's, if it's all just an illusion he's just like no love is wasted and the Ramakrishna is like no love is wasted no love is lost in time and she's like so why can't I talk uh, talk to her uh, why, 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 uh, and she, Ramakrishna says you wish to be with her again come closer I will show you how but then she fades away as Ralph comes closer and then the guy asked did you see yeah, he's like I don't know I heard women tell me things I already knew Gin's already written, and they got the, the superior other guy's like, and they call me cryptic. Hmm. Yeah. When he says, and if the end is written, who was the writer? Mr. Dimney says, it would me back in, it was me back in May at the end of the crisis in the Ambassador Hotel, which is when like this whole thing started. Yeah, yeah. so he's like, be careful, yeah, uh, be careful, yeah, uh, Faye, be careful what you wish for. Mm-hmm. So he's basically saying, I'm going to write my ending, and basically I'm going to shoot myself again. Like, yeah. now Ralph is like, I guess I got to kill myself to see my wife again. I love this scene a lot. The Ramakushan one? Yeah. Yeah. Just the whole, like, just uh, when he's just saying, like, because, like, his ideas of love are not, they're, like, very real of just, like, her head on my chest mm-hmm. in the morning, mm-hmm. my arm it's going the mundane. Numb, the way she stacked yeah. the fridge, it's the mundane, and that gets me fucking every single time. Mm-hmm. Week 33. So, we start off with the Flash Museum, Ralph Dibney is there, and he's in the elongated man room of the Flash Museum, and he's mm-hmm. talking about, because like Christmas time now, and he's talking about how the best Christmas present the Flash ever got him was a time travel trip for him where he got to go hang out with Eddie Girl and Bo to catch Jack the Ripper. Um, and he's like, he was a real friend. And, you know, if he were still alive, there would be a whole wing for the elongated man, not just this little closet. And Dr. Fate's like, you're drunk. <laughs> and he's like, uh, I don't need... Donated- intoxication will interfere with the gateway spells. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, I donated all of Sue's stuff here. Wish a little less of it were in storage, but I found what I was looking for, and it's in his. He's got the gun. He's got the gun. The case file gun in his pocket now. Yeah, yeah. Then we go to back to Gotham, and Alfred is singing with Christmas carols with the children, and Batwoman's watching. Uh, Nightwing shows up, and he's like, "Hey, Merry Christmas for the for the bat who has everything." Nightwing becomes problematic again. He gives her a Christmas <laughs> present to a Jewish woman, and he gives her a batarang, and she's like, "Great, a batarang." He's like, "This isn't like your batarang that you make about yourself. This is a real batarang." It goes on about he mansplains. I was the exact same joke. He mansplains what a batarang is to Batwoman. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like, this is official one. Like, it it, it comes back to you. Like, yeah, like Batman spends like unbreakable, yeah. laser never loses its edge, perfectly balanced. It's perfect edge like, lord. It's never yeah. loses edge. <laughs> and she's like, cool, thanks. Yeah, she smiles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, it seems like she was generally appreciative of this. Yeah. yeah. Then, back in Metropolis, uh, there's apparently one of the kids who they were going to use the Lex Luthor Everyman Project thing on. He had some kind of genetic fluke where he went into a coma and he's probably going to die. And Lex is like, okay, just fly in his family. Tell him they're in her prayers, whatever. I don't really care. And then... Yeah. He buys all the... Inf- That's not Phil. Luthor makes it. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Luthor man, doesn't care. Man, I, man. Care. <laughs> I care. Man, I care. I care about uh, <laughs> Luis Dominero. Don't die. <laughs> not, not about that fucking character, but like the subplot. Like, this is... Things are yeah, happening. Yeah. I care about the No, it's just like, even before, Daryl was like, I hate all of this. And he was reading a narration, and I didn't realize until later on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I... This is my favorite subplot, actually, is the Lex uh, Natasha stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was very interested in this. Look, we all got different tastes. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what's Ryan's favorite subplot? Ralph Dibney. It's probably be. the it's pro it's probably the question stuff, but Ralph is is mm. I think a close second. Oh, yeah, Ralph's my second favorite. Ralph's my second favorite. Okay, so uh, the Lex bought all the Infinity Inc. teenagers these like half a million dollar cars, and they're like, yeah, cool. And he's like, uh, you know, I actually bought Fifth Avenue for an hour, so you guys can just race the cars. And if you, <laughs> well, he probably bought it from Jared Kushner. That's when he went bankrupt, <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> ah, boom. And he says, uh, if you'd like to say anything or perhaps present, and they all just push him out of the way. And I'm like, they are pretty. Like, yeah. I hate Lex Luthor, but they are brats. Like, not even a thank you, not one. 
Uh, yeah, uh, uh, Steel's uh, niece is the only one that's actually any way respectful towards yeah. like yeah. himself, and that's yeah. why even though uh, we were saying earlier, like Daryl's like obviously like the old farts are like you know mm -hmm. fuck these kids. I'm like they have a point where they're like we we got into this job because we were gifted a power like this is our responsibility. Where they're like I can pay and become famous to mm. you know what I mean like the, like like the fact that all the older superheroes have to learn responsibility because it stumbles upon them right Whereas here they're pursuing like basically superpowers they go to walmart and they're like can i have superpowers <laughs> yeah. and walmart's can like i have flying we have a sail on flying well, and lasers they're, they're spider-man before uncle ben dies like that's yeah. like yep. and i think the thing that i really really love about the subplot is it's not like because a lot of times the writer makes it so clear which side they're on, yeah. and I get both of their points mm -hmm. really well. Yeah, yeah. This, this is what I, this is why this is storytelling I like. Like that's why I was defending Nightwing stuff, not because I'm like Nightwing is hundred percent right for floating on her, because real reality, not everyone's just like an angel or a saint. Like people do yeah. like awkward stuff sometimes, and uh, people can be right and still be brats. Like these yeah. these kids are right, but they're brats. Yeah, uh, anyway. Yeah. And so Lex uh, gets another message from his right-hand woman, and she's like, uh, "Here's it's a report that uh, his he, his viability for the Everman Project is negative again. Lex's. Lex's. And she's like, what do you want for Christmas? And he's like, a more talented research team. I want a little sign from the universe that the uh, that I spent all this time improving it, and for once I might actually be rewarded. Just one sign. And then the doctor comes in from before who was like, that kid's dying, and he's like, great news! The kid's not gonna die. He has a gene that is letting him adapt to the Everyman process. It's a miracle. And everyone's like, he's not gonna die. Let me stop you right there. He's gonna die, and you're gonna use his corpse to autopsy how this happens. Yep. He's yeah. like, that's wonderful. And he's like, the way he's surviving, he's like, no. He's, you're gonna spinal drain him, organ uh, harvest. You're gonna tell his family he's dead. You're gonna draft an obituary tonight. And he's like, and compensate his parents for their tragic loss. Yeah. Oh, and Dennis, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, then we go back to the question and Renee. It's Hanukkah's last day. Uh, Kate, th this is some backstory about how her and Kate like uh, talk about um, tradition and stuff like that and celebration of miracles and Hanukkah. And then the question starts going like he he's kind of at the point where he's becoming delusional because the since the cancer metastasized, it like went into yeah, his brain. So he's just he comes in and he thinks it's his ex. He, he thinks it's his, 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 his ex lover. Yeah. Uh, he, Myra, uh, and he yeah. says, Myra, I know what we have to do. We have to leave Hub City. That's what mommy told me. Yeah. And uh, every single line of his dialogue is from his original comic run. Mm. And the one that we covered, actually, the Denny O'Neill, not his original, the Denny O'Neill run. Yeah. And, but I think it's done in a way where you don't have to have read it at all. Yeah. To yeah. Get yeah. yeah. You're just like, what's he's, going he's on? He's delusional. Here. He's talking about stuff from the past, obviously. Yeah. He mentions the pseudoderm, the, the, the gas that forms his mask because he starts like collapsing to his knees. You, you could tell he's got a lot of regrets because he's saying, Myra, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I could have protected. Uh, your daughter. I loved her like yeah. I loved you. And uh, this is like th this is a powerful scene even without the backstory. Mm -hmm. But uh, if you read the, the Questions original series, um, the way it ended with his lover, uh, we we talked about how in that when we read that comic, how Hub City is like what well, like people like every comic city always tries to paint itself as like this a fucked up irredeemable city where everyone's fucked up, mm -hmm. like like yeah. got, like often taken to an extreme. Uh, 
this is going to be spoilers for what I think is an exceptional comic run yes. that I recommend I, that, everybody read. So skip ahead 20 seconds if you plan to read Danny O'Neill's yeah. question run. But, but I think it's important context for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what happens in that, in that run is question fails. He can't save the city. And he has to leave Hub City because if he doesn't, he's going to go through a mental breakdown. And that's why I start saying to to Mira. And she won't leave. She yeah. stays. Yeah. Uh, so to, to he's, saying, he's saying basically his last words to her. Like, mommy told me we have to leave. Like, he's going through a mental breakdown as he, in, that, in, that, in, the, in his final issue of that series, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Myra's like, I'm sorry. I know you have to leave because you're going to go crazy. Vic, but I have to help these people. Vic can't be the hero. Myra, but Myra can't leave these people behind. So mm-hmm. it's like it's like the like Vic's ultimate failure. And then he, to make it even worse, like he takes uh, her daughter to protect her daughter, and he fails in that too. So it's just like all his failures like compounded, and he's like reliving all of them all at once now. Yeah, and, and even without that context, yeah. he's saying to Renee, "I'm sorry. I tried. I really tried. I'm so sorry about Jackie, the daughter. I loved her like she was ours." Myra. And he, see, and he keeps sees the, Myra here. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, like he's switching who he and, sees as Renee's trying to help yeah, him. Yeah, and he says bed. he tells her, I couldn't say it. You could say it, but I never said it. I love you. And then Renee says, I love you too in the next battle. Yeah. It's yeah, it's yeah. really good. And she's crying, and Kate's like, you know. Have some cider, it'll make you feel better. Yeah. And she's like, if you had booze, do it. And she's like, I can. And she's <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I, 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 had, I had a problem. <laughs> seems like all the problems I had when I start drinking are still there when I stop. So it seems like uh, Renee's finally changing her. her yeah. destructive behavior Kate's like you give him peace you should be glad, should for, be that. glad for that Renee yeah. says I am I just wish I could get a little for myself and then Kate kisses her and she's like and she said yeah, Merry Christmas peace. Renee yeah uh, and so we got a bunch of scenes of, of different superheroes celebrating Christmas um, well we have on the very far left side is Animal Man's wife saying Merry Happy Christmas buddy come home on the very right hand side is Buddy saying that star the Christmas star, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's then, also, that's also uh, the direction the, of their home. Just figure. real quick question. Who's at the top right, the lady with all the cats? Is that Catwoman? Is she pregnant? That's Catwoman. Yeah, that's She's Catwoman. pregnant. Okay. She was pregnant, I think, during uh, and, the one year. And, and so yeah. we see, like, Clark Kent and Lois Lane, right? It's them. Um, yeah. yeah, a lot of these pages, a lot of these panels are just like, here's what the regular DC heroes are up to. Red Tornado's like, head is in the junkyard. Yeah. Commissioner Gordon goes back to be commissioner, apparently. Welcome back, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, Hawk Girl's no longer giant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> apparently, uh, Firestorm rebuilt Cyborg. Uh, I I think they're just like I think they're hanging, hanging out. out. Yeah. Uh, so he's, um, showing, he's like holding up a. Uh, uh, I think uh, he got him a wrench. For yeah. Get it? Huh? You're a cyborg. That must be pretty. <laughs> That's a tiring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sucks. So then we go back to the Black Marvel family, and yeah. Osiris is telling the his parent, like dad, basically, uh, uh, his brother-in-law. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And he's like, uh, they, they were afraid of us, but, you know, people think of bad things about us outside of conduct. Sobek was going to cry. A crocodile's tears are nothing to ignore. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then um, she's like, you know, you really, you did, Isis has this to uh, Black Adam. Like, you know, you did kill someone who was not, he was a criminal, but you still killed him on TV. You attempted to, like, consolidate this power base. You made many enemies this year. Um, and it's not just your enemies, actually. It's mine and Osiris's enemies, too. And, like, do you think he can handle those enemies? And should he have to? And he's like... All right, fine. Uh, so he, he basically do a public uh, press event, trying to like uh, uh, make themselves look friendly to the. And, it, and this world. is a pretty big deal because yeah. he he in front of the whole world says, "I want to show you guys that underneath these powers of gods," and they all yell, you know, Shazam, Black Adam, Isis, whatever. They turn into regular their regular selves, and yeah. everyone is shocked by this. <laughs> like the Justice yeah. Society is like there, and they're like, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, but Suicide Squad's like, uh, Man the is like, this is bullshit, I'm smashed, you gotta go after your old friend, like, this is all an act, like, we gotta take yeah. down Black Adam. And, and now we know they have a weakness, 
uh, I don't know how you exploit that weakness when they have to do it voluntarily. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, unless you kill them in that moment, uh, kind of fucked. So then we see that this is the Suicide Squad uh, on the hunt. And, and here's what they say. Uh, a boomerang flies in front of uh, the, the Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. And uh, she says to him, I heard you were smarter than your father. I still don't see it. And he goes, you will, gorgeous. You will, gorgeous. As soon as the Suicide Squad wish the Black Marvel family a happy fucking holiday. <laughs> and it's Captain Boomerang's son. <laughs> is it Captain? Yeah, fuck you. Captain Boomerang's son is awesome. Is he awesome? Or... I like, like his, he's a good I character. Like, like he was a char- he's a well-developed character, like the yeah. son of a, a criminal. Like uh, I like him. Yeah. So uh, one thing I do really love about hearing you guys give the play-by-play is because sometimes there's things that you're like, "What are they gonna do?" And then we very quickly see like, "I know what they're gonna do." Like it, a lot of times, the stuff that you're like, "Well, I think this, you know, this is the only thing that's gonna happen," does actually kind of yes, happen. Yeah. I thought this was not gonna get resolved for another couple weeks, and instead we jump into issue. Uh, week 34 and it starts with the, the Suicide Squad watching yeah. over the really Marvel family. That. Yeah. yeah. Also, they also were hinting at this earlier too. They're, they're watching for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, they're all assassinating each other. And they give the they give the exposition of their plan which is to like separate the black Marvel family with and use an electromagnetic boomerang to cut off communication so they can't call the Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I don't know, they mention all the different people, like, okay, Plastique and Explosive Man or whatever. Well, they're just, like, they're, <laughs> it's just a squad of villains. They don't really matter. <laughs> I, I, thought, but, I thought the combo was cool. Like, one's, one's the uh, Explosive, the other one's the Dendaris. One charges the other one, the other one's basically a human bomb at that point. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And meanwhile, uh, Osiris and Black Adam and Sobek and Isis are flying around, and the Titans have agreed to give Osiris a shot. Cool. And then, just as that happens, an explosion goes off, and they all fly away. And then Adam Smasher can grow really big, so he just grabs is he, Black Adam. Is, that's his powers be big? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like the Adam, where he can get big and small? Yeah, I think he's just evil. But Adam can't grow big, so I think he's like inverse Adam. <laughs> he's the Adam. He's, 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 he gets yeah. small, he's stuck being that small for the rest of his life. Well, <laughs> like he can go back to regular size, but he can't grow like giant yeah. Adam, The Adam can never go giant size. And he's also like radioactive powered. So he has like ex- like explosive yeah. punches. Also, is his is he an old villain of him because he's Black Adam and he's Adam Smasher? Is that like no? no they used no. to work together on the same team until they were Black on Adam. just society, I think. Okay. Yeah. 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 So then uh, they're fighting each other. Well, and, and Black Adam's like, we're trying to be better, and Adam Smasher is like, you can't wash away murder. You know, you yeah, need and to he's turn like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you, Black Adam. And Black Adam's like, don't worry, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times, Black Adam's like, he keeps saying, like, I'm not going to turn myself into a hyper, uh, hypo, a hypocritical government to be judged as you have. So, like, even though, yeah, he's done crimes, he's like, who is America to judge? Yeah. yeah. What and about they, America? And then they're going to kill Sobek because they're like, we're supposed to bring in the Black Marvel family, kill the Croc. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, Osiris is fighting the Electrocutioner. And then there's some guy that just makes her dizzy. Vertigo. Oh, yeah. Count Vertigo. <laughs> and Electrocution's like, back off, Count, that tree hugger. It's funny that Daryl makes fun of the one character that's most relevant out of all of these. Like, Count Vertigo was in a Batman cartoon and stuff like that. But he's not really the most relevant. Know. He's the most relevant. I, for all I, I know, know, but it's funny, it's funny like, the one character's powers make perfect sense. Like, he's, he's been in a lot of things, but Darryl, he points for out For all I know, you could have, like, a huge boner for Electrocutioner, and you'd be screaming. 
Gatley <laughs> right now for making fun of him. I, it's just like, they like, don't make fun of anyone. He could be, like, No, you like, defend anyone. You know Superman was like, who's this dumb guy? Superman, he flies around. Superman, really? You can make me believe this. I think it's more that you will defend any comic book character that we ever see. I defend you guys. Like, if you guys weren't like, look at this stupid fucker right here. Every fucking page, I wouldn't do it. Why do they put stupid fuckers on every page? <laughs> <laughs> What's stupid about a guy who can make you fucking nauseous? Like, what's stupid? Like, I think uh, yeah, to answer, I love Count Vertigo. The thing that makes him stupid is the big cape. He, I thought no, he was a Green Lantern. No, no. The, the thing, I pass over him quickly because he's literally in, like, two panels. It's one yeah. panel of him walking I know, but you're like, this fucking guy away. makes her nauseous, whatever. I, I didn't even know what he did. I just assumed he made her just, like, fall down. So anyway, Executioner, the guy with the big Electrocutioner. Electrocutioner. Oh, yeah, you're Sorry, more guys. right. <laughs> He's like kind of really going hard after. Yeah, they want you all alive, but he's as he like cuts into her face and he's like, "But fuck it, this is too much fun." As he lifts the axe over her head, and then Osiris flies in screaming, "Leave my sister alone!" And he just flies through electrocution and splits him right in half with his intestines yeah. like dangled around Osiris. And then and everyone looks on in like shock. They're like, "Oh, what have you done?" And Sobek goes, "Oh dear." And Vertigo's yeah. there, just looking like, oh, "Yeah, fuck." <laughs> and now, uh, basically, Osiris goes all Superboy Prime, saying, "Uh, she left my sister alone. I, I wanted the good. I wanted the good. I'm so sorry." But this time, it's I think a lot more. It's justified, yeah. and like I feel it. it it's a lot it's more. also he has someone there to comfort him. His sister. Yes. She reaches over and hugs him. It rains. And, yeah, and then Black Adam, Black Adam's like, let's go home before anyone else gets home. I thought, like, it, like this is a was a cool scene because I know superheroes aren't supposed to kill, but, like, I was telling Daryl this yesterday, I'm like, in any place in the entire world, if someone is trying to murder you or your family and you kill them in self-defense, <laughs> it is justified, like, I think, by any... Well, but then they, they do talk about that a little bit later on, but the main thing that happens is Amanda Waller's like, we got what we wanted. Yeah, because Vertigo's like, should we them? go attack again? And she's like, you weren't gonna win, you assholes. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And she's like, they pushed back, and we, we got the footage. We filmed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then it's more Infinity Inc. stuff in the series. No, this is this is. is Black Canary and uh, Oracle's group. What are they called? Birds of Prey. Birds of I Prey. I never know that. Yeah. Uh, if you read the backstory lore, it tells you. <laughs> so the main thing is John Henry Irons goes to Black Canary and Oracle to try to just set up a series of circumstances that will let him actually talk to Natasha because she's using always... her ha- using her hacking skills right because they're yeah. they're shopping right now with the right Alexis white right hand woman and then Natasha and the redhead who's like really uh, the teleporting one Matrix yeah, yeah who's like the one who's really outgoing and friendly uh, and she plays the Asian friend and, yeah. and she's like uh, I'm pulling really well with 18 to 25 year old males so you guys need to step up your game. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, you did a nude shoot. She's <laughs> like, that was art. Yeah. It's funny, this feels more relevant than ever with algorithms and YouTube yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So then the credit card gets denied, Lex's credit card, so the bodyguard has to go look for another, and then the police, like... And she's, she's, not, and she's like, do you know who I am? I'm working for Lex Silver, you fucking bitch, I'll kill you. And yeah. she's yeah. like, I'm sorry, your credit card's declined. She's like, I'll be back. And she walks The away. cops are Black Canary and um, John Henry, Henry Irons. So then... Yeah, they say they're going to escort them. And the thing that I really like about the scene is John Henry Irons... Just, he doesn't, like, lecture her at all. He's just like, you're a scientist, listen to the evidence. Yeah, he grabs Natasha, and that's what he tells her. Because 
Telling her stuff obviously works against him. So he says, your friend Blockbuster killed Eliza Harmon trajectory. How did a slug like Blockbuster, the slow Hulk dude, manage to grab a speedster, basically? Yep. And he also says, look at me. I don't have steel skin anymore. I didn't cure it. It just fell off. You're a scientist, Nass. Uh, look, look at the facts. Draw your own conclusions. And then we have this just one. I can't I believe this. I, I couldn't believe this. I'm like, do they, does Lex just grab Clark Kent all the time and torture him? Grab Clark Kent off the street, put him in a chair, handcuff him, and then give him truth serum. And Wonder like, Woman's lasso. He does this because uh, he's trying to find out who Supernova is, thinking he's Superman. And since Clark Kent was the one who interviewed him, just like Lois was the first one to interview Superman, she knew Superman the best. He assumed that Clark Kent would know Supernova the best. Yeah. So Clark Kent's the number one suspect to interrogate. So he said, but he doesn't even say he's. It's not because he wants to know. It's that he's so sure that he's right. Yeah. So he asks him, "Why is Superman masquerading as Supernova?" Yeah. And he says, "Uh, that makes it funny, gentlemen. I have no idea who's under the mask, but I know one thing for certain: he's not Superman." <laughs> Which to me sets up obviously Clark Kent knows who Superman is. So why doesn't Lex go? Then who is Superman? <laughs> Clark's like shit. <laughs> Me. <laughs> no, but, hey, but, but like, that's why I find it funny because uh, like Super doesn't think to ask him that, so it's very much like he's fucked. And then like Super just asks the wrong question specifically with this true serum in Lex Clark Kent, yeah. and, and it also, happens to work that way. And also, character note about Lex Luthor, he refuses to believe that Superman has a secret identity because he's like, if you're Superman, you're gonna be Superman all the time because you're a god. Yeah. So why would you ever be somebody? Why would you ever be mortal? Basically, so, yeah, exactly. Then we come to St. Luke's Hospital, Emergency Bay, and we get more of Renee's narration about how this is the Death March, the Death Watch now. And that they're keeping him on morphine because it's the only thing that can keep him quiet. Oh, yeah. And the question starts singing, oh, Johnny Board, the pipes are pipes are calling, which yeah. he did a lot on the Daniel O'Neill series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it, it's just it's a really good like scene of her t- looking after him and her like expressing all the internal narration of like fear and doubt and like sadness. She, did, she doesn't kill him with morphine because he the last big question he has is what happens when you die. And like he wouldn't want to miss that. So if he yep. was conscious, he would say not to do it. So she turns on the TV and it's almost New Year's now and they're dropping instead of a big ball in Metropolis. It's a big S for Superman. Maybe he'll come back if you do that. Yeah. <laughs> so then Lex, uh, he, it? it's just that he's, they're he's like, Clark was telling the truth and he goes to the roof and he's like, just really angry. He looks at the, uh, all the every, all the people flying overhead and stuff. And he's like, why can't I be one of them? He says, whoever you are, Supernova, this city isn't yours, it's mine. And you're winning too many hearts. So what's he going to do as the ball starts to count down? He says, says, it's time you failed. It's time you failed in the face of a real challenge. And so this is like a big splash page of like the countdown. And you see for each... For each count up to New Year's, yeah. For count up to New Year's, I count into the crisis. Yeah, as it goes like 10, 9, you get a different panel for each one, and it's either the New Year's ball in Metropolis or it's Renee holding the question's hand and him singing another line of the song. Mm-hmm. It's really well done, but it's hard to capture in speaking. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Lex says zero, and he presses a button, and you're like, oh, "What happened?" You have to go to the next. And I love that the cover next page is exactly what happens to me after. It's all the superheroes falling out of the sky with Lex Luthor just watching as it happens. So, week 35 starts, as we said, with all the superheroes falling from the sky. It's a really crazy thing to watch. It's gory. Like, it's, a person like, splats yeah. onto front of a woman. And, and the, the guy, the, the guys like, one of the, gas, the human storm guys. The human the, torch The human guys. torch guys. Uh, Johnny Storm is what I was talking. He is, like, just burning to death, like, from his fire. Yeah, and, like, there's this one guy that's, like... Uh, George Calderon can't save these guys, but Leviathan can, uh. and he's trying to grow to catch somebody. He's like, I can't grow. And then somebody lands on top of him and just splatters all over somebody. And, and, and his corpse just splatters all over his friend nearby. Next yeah. To him. yeah. 
And Lex is like smugly, like smiling, but on the phone, he's like, I can't imagine what's happening. There's, I'm shocked, appalled. And uh, Supernova is like, Lex, what's happening? And Lex is like, oh gosh, if only Metropolis had a Superman who could stop all this chaos. Oh well. He's like, this is the most comic villain evil thing he yeah. like he does. Because not only is he talking on the phone, he says, hold on a sec. And he looks up and there's someone about to fall. And he just takes the steps to the side and this guy just splats next to him. And he's like, anyway. And I'm like, this that's, guy... that's, that's the thing about Lex Luthor. He always does stuff like that. There's always like scenes where he's always help, kind, of, kind of helping stuff like that. But characters are like, you can't trust Lex Luthor. You can't trust Lex Luthor. And there's always scenes like this. You're like, oh yeah, you could never he, trust Lex yeah, Luthor. Yeah, he'll do evil, this out of whim. He's worse than the crime Bible people. <laughs> like, and then, I don't know. He's the ultimate DC villain, essentially. Yeah. yeah. If you help him, you'll you might survive or his crime bible people that's literally true. eat each other yeah, and that's murder true. each yeah, other. <laughs> so Supernova go he like goes to a crowd and like shines a bright light and they're all gone and they're like super and the media is like, How could you vaporize thousands of innocent yeah. people? He's like, I just teleported them right out of town. Don't worry about it. He says so he is, right now, those are the safest people in town, or rather out of town. <laughs> yeah. And so the, the the Infinity Inc. people are the only ones who still have their powers like the rest yeah, of them that, got like, turned off team. and it's like you see a lot of scenes of just like people in the street like being like you know no gravity no gravity like i can't <laughs> get it to work and like all these like want like new superheroes are like trying to use their powers to no avail yeah, yeah. and john henry irons is like luthor did this and they're like but why would he do this and he's like we're gonna find out get the titans together so they're getting everybody together and luthor now the story that he's spinning to infinity inc is that something went wrong that caused so many participants to spontaneously reject their enhancements they've isolated the errant gene sequence that they've and they've instituted uh mandatory screening for it so infinity inc has been screened and they're all clean who's missing from this bunch though is every man the shapeshifter and they're like well he was his results were inconclusive or inconclusive so he's downstairs getting further testing mm-hmm. hmm yeah. Hmm. So they're like, oh, that's always hmm. great when you have a shapeshifter that's unaccounted yeah. for in a group. Yeah. <laughs> Where is he? I don't know. Yeah, they they immediately start getting booked on the media again. You know, they're going on Jack Ryder's show, all this, like, they're doing a whole press kit. Next scene, uh, uh, what's your face? Um, uh, Harry Irons' niece. Yeah, Natasha. Yeah, is Natasha. So, sorry. Uh, realize, it was just basically, like, looking at the, uh, her friend uh, and, like, realizing, let's get all the pieces together. Like, this is the all, like, The speedster that like, died, she's looking yeah. at She's it. like, just, this doesn't add up. She's thinking over it through Well, Jake's there and he's, like, is Skyman, her boyfriend, who's really the shapeshifter. Well, Spoilers. We, don't, we don't know that He yet. could be, yeah. He no, we do know that. We know he okay. impersonated once. Well, I saw that right. It was okay. he impersonated once, but spoilers. Uh, he basically killed, ate him and now he's impersonated once. So, yeah, it's him the whole time. Oh, my God, it's true because he did eat him. Uh, and uh, he's like, of course I'll help you. I love you. I won't let anything happen to you. Yeah. And they're standing in front I of a picture that. of the shapeshifter Skyman and Natasha. A little <laughs> I, on the nose for me. I was like, yeah, he's that's definitely yeah. <laughs> it was hinted, but they, they do confirm that he was because I because he they, 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 he does say all he needs is, like toenail clippings to impersonate somebody, but he does reveal he's he he's got like a taste for it. he's Just, basically crime bible. He's like yeah. I like eating people now. Later yeah. he says this. Yeah. fucking goddamn crime bible. So, so then to end the issue, it cuts to Lobo and the gang in space, and they're like, "We got to take the fight to Lady Sticks. Let's do it. How do we do that?" And Lobo reveals that he 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 found them because they had Lobo on their heads. Like yeah, yeah he he's like, Lady Sticks put a bounty on all your heads. So uh, I'm just gonna take you right to her. That sound good? Okay. And they're like, oh fuck. And this is, this is why I always well, this was this was uh, Adam Strange's idea. He says, what if you brought us all the way to claim that bounty yourself? Three little people could do a hell of a lot of damage from inside the machine. And Lobo's like, hey, that's a, I like that idea. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, so uh, we cut to next issue. All right, so the cover is Lobo uh, fighting a bunch of guys. What happened to his vow of pacifism? I thought he was a pacifist. Yeah. So it cuts to Lobo. He's busy handing over the group to Lady Six. They're on chains, and he's like, "What about my bounty?" And she's like, "Lady Six is all she does is give." What she's saying? So the fish, the the space dolphin has to translate between Lady Six and Lobo. And, she, and yeah, the and fish says, like, oh, there is no bounty, your worship. We're all broken down into biomass and server needs. She'll take the information she needs. Yeah, all Lady does have to, all Lady Sticks has to give is death. Uh, please yep. take your please fill. Please take your fill. And then she's like, um, she's like, okay. Lobo's like, okay, guess I gotta leave then. Yeah, because the rest of them are like, help, help, Lobo, help. And he's like, yep, I'm not a fighter. And then the, yeah. the space fish is like, she she says you can't fight at all. She's calling you a coward. She says yeah, she's like she's like wow you you suck. Only a true pathetic coward would so hardly embrace doctrines of universal peace as, as a way of yeah. as a way of avoiding a slapping. In fact, it's well a complete U turn. She says a cheesy betrayal of the local brand. Everything stands for <laughs> oh dear, brand. a coward and a sellout. She says, <laughs> and the whole time she's like remember your vows, remember your vows. Yeah. And Lobo's yeah, like and then, and, then, and, then and, and the dolphins like uh, the whole church is a mockery for cowards. And and she says you suck your own dick <laughs> yeah. and she's like forgive me great fish and he starts murdering everyone <laughs> yeah the best the best line is he, he says she says your your god's a big fat prancing coward who licks his own just just like you main man <laughs> yeah and then she's like i try my best uh, uh, big fish but me for a bastish even i got my limits and he just goes on killing spree uh, this scene makes the whole level plot worth i, it for me, I this kind was... of agree i liked this a lot <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, this is the Lobo's just fucking killing the like. This is Edgelord's I like. I like. I, I don't like Edgelord when it's mean spirit. I love Edgelord when it's just fucking killing a bunch mean of mean spirit against things that deserve to die. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um, and Lobo just starts cutting up everybody. Uh, Animal Man resists the brainwashing by saying he believes in his family. Yeah, the cults are all saying believe in her, believe in her, and he says I believe in this. This is my family. I believe in this. He shows a picture then, of his family. And then Adam Strange shoots a gun through the space station ceiling, and then the you know, the Green Lantern head flies in. It's just a big fight scene. Uh, the Green Lantern head basically carries uh, the Lady Six of his son. Yeah, yeah. and um, so basically they're like uh, Lobo's like talk about killing two birds with one stone because I don't have to get back that eye, and now Lady Six is dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then uh, it turns out while they're fighting, the Owl Man was killed. Well, um, he got shot with a necrotoxin, yeah. and he starts yeah. to like basically get really sick, and he's like. You know, the, uh, my family, they know how much I love them. You don't even have to tell them. Look, yeah, I, yeah. I, I told you the universe, told you the universe likes, likes me. I told you the universe likes me. But yeah. uh, he... One thing I want to point out, when he points and he says they're cheering us on, uh, he's actually talking about us, the reader, because in Grant Morrison's run, he took a bunch of peyote and saw that he was in a comic book. So Grant Morrison knew this is when Phil started uh, changing his mind on the story. Like, I knew I'll make Phil like, so like the story. <laughs> I am cheering him on. You can do it, Edel, man. And he, tell, he asks... Uh, Starfire, Star don't let me come back as a zombie. Promise. And the the line he says, "You don't even have to tell my family I love them." Yeah, right? you won't have that's to tell really them sweet. And, and speaking of family, um, like it's not even a, a one day later. Immediately, the, the wife knows. <laughs> she, she, she knows. Can feel it, you know. Yeah, and, she, and, and so she starts crying, and the kids go like, "Mom." Yeah. Uh, so cut back to question the hospital, still delirious. Um, and uh, Renee just saying like, "This is unfair." Like, uh, like why does like I like. Why is he dying? He's a good man. Like, why is yeah. this happening to he us? He was smart. He was a royal pain in my ass. He was my best yeah. friend in the whole world. 
And uh, he mentions how um, the friends back in the Alps have been sending yeah. him flowers. Yeah, well, like, maybe he's like, you know, like in Remigans, he has a weird blue flower that's going out of nowhere. Like, yeah. you know, mystical place, mystical flowers growing here. Uh, supposedly have uh, mystical healing properties, but they can't survive outside of Nanda that Parma. place. Yeah, they keep mailing but it to her, it's just dust. But as she holds it all, she's like, they can't be out outside of Nanda Parba. So then it cuts to she has a bunch of morphine stocked up, and she's taking Charlie on a trip. Yep. And uh, yes. Kate tries to convince her now to sing, the weather alone could kill you both. And she's like, I gotta save him. He saved me. I owe him my life. Like, mm-hmm. he saved me. I gotta die trying, trying to save him. Yeah. And she kisses Kate and says goodbye. Yes. And so meanwhile, uh, Cyrus is now... So dis- this is when they're starting talking about how... Phil, when you were saying, like, in defense, like, they would be innocent, but he's saying that, like, well, it's like, and Sobek's like, well, when Wonder Woman killed Maxwell Lord, people came around that she was a hero, and it's like, yeah, but everybody loved Wonder Woman. They already viewed us as villains. Yeah. How can we possibly convince them that we're heroes? Yeah, so what, what, that, what I was alluding to is they're doing the character's assassination to Osiris that they did to Wonder Woman. I, I say, Look know, at her kill her. Yeah. And I know it's, like, in the comic world, like, you just never kill villains, but it's like, I feel like in a real world, like, heroes would kill villains often <laughs> like as they're trying to murder other people like sometimes you uh, have to use force to stop yeah, them yeah yeah you have to keep it's, it's, it's more it's like a meta commentary you have to keep this is not like you have the best analogy this is like when people for, in the 70s when people first starting out finding out the government does like uh, coups mm. and espionage like logically the government would always do that that will always happen but when people start figuring that stuff out it changed a lot of people's perception about the world yeah. it created a very different culture it, and the, I also think that there's an added element that they keep talking about how he's a teenager that like has all these powers of a god and cannot control mm. himself uh, I have a bigger problem Okay. So Osiris is reading the newspaper and it's Kendock News, the English edition. At the top it says Osiris murderer. Wouldn't Black Adam not have them print this in his own totalitarian dictator state? Uh, I'm sure ISIS has showed him the strength of the freedom of the press. (laughs) Probably probably says like, oh yeah, you're right. I I was wondering that too. I'm like, this is an authoritarian state. (laughs) While while Osiris was here, they were beating prisoners, like just suspecting them of being evil. I (laughs) never noticed that and that is completely valid. Maybe only the Kodak edition. Maybe the Kodak edition says Osiris, heroes of the people. The the English edition. It's like Al Jazeera, America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so Beck tries to comfort him, saying, "But I don't hate you." Yeah, he, he said, "Sorry, everyone hates me, me and because I don't hate you." And uh, sorry, thank you, so Beck. And I'm sorry you're a fellow character, but I appreciate your friendship. <laughs> so then we cut uh, to. Where are we? We don't know where we are yet. We don't know where we are. It's like it looks like a futuristic space city, and Supernova's talking to Rip Hunter, <gasps> and Rip Hunter's like, you know weird. Right? like he's saying words backwards. He's saying words uh, out of order. Yeah, words out of order. Time is broken. I mean, broken is time. Yeah, and <laughs> Supernova's like, relax, Rip Hunter. You're hard enough to understand when you're when you're linear, and uh, he's trying to keep him focused. And uh, he's like, don't worry, don't worry, Rip. Right now we're safe, and we see. Uh, Daryl got immediately, so props to his comic nerdum now. They're in the bottled city of Candor at the first. Is it a model city or is it a real city it, shrunk it's down? A real bottled, city. He's in oh. bottled city. Oh, I think at this point it's it's a model. No, it's real. There's people. They, there's people in the next. Are there street. people in it? There's people in it. Oh yeah, there are people in it. So yeah, it is the bottled city. So I know. It, uh, so it's basically like this miniature city. Basically, uh, I think Brainiac or somebody 
uh, yeah, it's really it's it changes just... different continuities have different explanations yeah. the one I know is Brainiac shrunk down a part of Krypton and citizens to preserve them for all t- for all time so part of Krypton survives forever Superman yeah. found it and put it in the Fortress of Solitude because he can't grow it bigger and, yeah, and so just to be clear I only know this because it showed up in our first Patreon episode that we ever did for oh, Divisive yeah. Issues where Superman shows off the really small people of Kandor and I was like <laughs> this is so dumb lo and behold it's a plot point Grant Morrison is like so dumb, you say? But but the actual <laughs> twist at the end is not just that they're hiding in Candor, but Skeets is there and he's yes. found them. Yeah, and Rip yes. Hunter was afraid. He's like, what if he finds us before we're ready? Yep. Uh, and and he like, did. And Skeets did find them, as we see at the beginning of issue 37. Candor is under siege, and uh, we hear a giant voice out of the sky, you and your errand boy have gotten sloppy, Rip Hunter. A tachyon here, a coronal footprint there. You left a trail and I found you. Uh, and so he's just outside the bottle. Surrender like, to me immediately or it's Krypton all over again. He's just slamming into Yeah, it. he's just bumping into the candle like saying, but knock it over, but knock it over, guys. And uh, so Rip Hunter's like, okay, we're not prepared. Leave. You need to stall. So leave the costume and I'll rewire its circuitry. Uh, and go big and go fight him. So and this this was some pretty crazy whiplash for me because as soon as he does that, he has like a, the atomic, um, like the the electron orbits around him, which is what the atom does. And I went, all oh, right, the atom hasn't been introduced in this story. Like, where has he been ever since Gene Loring was put into prison and stuff like that? And I'm like, this he would be the atom because he was shrinking all the people down to a small size to transport them or something. Which is why no, that, that was that was there was thinking like a comic nerd now. It was outside one page. One page. I was thinking that you flip the page and you go over, and it's Booster Gold. And I was like, huh? <laughs> so Daryl is now a comic fan. He's he's doing this stuff. Uh, people were doing uh, here's in crisis. Oh, it's Doctor Manhattan. He's changing everything. <laughs> I just want to say that I think on an earlier episode I said that he had teleporting powers. And, Booster Gold. Uh, no, Supernova. I'm like, oh. I didn't know it was Booster, but I was like, this guy is teleporting people. And it makes sense that Booster can do this with, with some advanced technology and some kind of time stop power and teleportation or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, I can buy this very easily. Like that, like it's a mystery that I was like, this does make most mostly make sense. And it's a character that has been in the story yep. regularly, yeah. so it's yep. not like who's this fucking bullshit. Like if the Adam showed up, <laughs> so I mean, I love the Adam, but yeah. that would be like, why? How would we ever have gotten? Although now I'm and still it, like, where's the Adam? <laughs> and it's revealed, it's revealed that this was a setup all, all along. Basically, after Booster's uh, Gold saw that uh, Rip Hunter's lab, where it said he broke time, Rip Hunter came in and said, "Wait, don't tell Skeets. Skeets is evil." No. It wasn't just like, it wasn't Booster that broke time, it was Skeets. It was circled around Booster Gold because Skeets was next to him all the time. Yeah, and and if you remember, Skeets never entered the lab with him or with his ancestor. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. He he has to hold the door open with time hacking. Basically, basically while Booster was off panel, he was talking to Punter while Skeets wasn't listening, saying Skeets uh, is evil. And basically, everything was set up from the beginning. He, he needed to, but he, they needed to plan to stop Skeets, but they couldn't do it while, while Skeets was with Booster because, uh, so they set up the supernova thing, so uh, it was a plausible uh, distraction for Skeets. Like, oh, Booster's occupied with this uh, dumb thing, so he's not gonna be focused on me or anything. Yeah, and Rip Hunter's mastery of time helped him get all like the gadgets he used and everything. Yeah. Like he took the atom size changing belt, so on and so. Forth. And he needed to be gone for an extended period of time, so the whole plan all along was for him to the the, the rivalry to eventually cause Booster goes apparent death. And since the rivalry, like it seemed believable that Booster would be so anxious to uh, do like get like this big glorious moment that Skeets wouldn't suspect it for a second, which he didn't. 
Yeah. Yeah. So when and neither did and neither did the audience. Yeah. yeah. When the we bomb went into. off and blew it up and threw down Booster Skeleton, he says that they got hit Booster's dead body from later on in time. He's like, I prefer not to think about that. <laughs> oh, the heroes in crisis tactics. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan said uh, they're gonna hate this just because heroes in crisis. No, yeah. if if he had replace himself with his future self who then had to kill his present self then I would hate this but taking <laughs> okay. your body from a your graveyard corpse. of the future it's like okay yeah. you know okay I am so relieved <laughs> I really thought you guys were gonna be like this is fucking it's still bullshit. to me it's still like so many wild jumps just it really feels like you set up the supernova thing a bit beforehand but it's like everything is plausible yeah. here that like when I was reading it, I'm like okay okay right okay that's exactly how I yeah. felt I wasn't like this makes perfect sense I was more yeah. like this I can buy all this I can buy it. And that's what I need out of, like, Slides always saying, how can you buy this and not that? It's like, for me, it doesn't need to be the most logical thing in the universe. It needs to be plausible. And this, to <laughs> me, was 100% plausible. I'm like, this could make sense, and that's enough. And they even, like, they left, like, him going into Rip Hunter, remember, was, like, into that office for the first time was a cliffhanger, and then he came out later on. Yeah. There is, they leave enough holes that they now fill in. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it's not like you had to, it's not like an identity crisis where they cheat a lot. It's just like they set up this mystery and it it fits. Yep. And so there's a big battle while he exposes all this between Booster and Skeet. He's shooting these big future guns at him. He's kicking him. And uh, he this is also when he reveals that most of the circuitry from Supernova's suit was powered by Superman's Phantom Zone projector. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Which and, is another thing that we know, I think, from the Patreon episode, right? Well, if you know uh, Superman, you probably know the Phantom Zone from Superman 2. No, because we read yeah. something with the Phantom. I thought Probably. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, he's been teleporting people this whole time. That's his power and flying and everything like that. And he uses the lights to make it seem like it's a different power. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And, which uh, is how Ralph Dimney got Booster it. When Booster Supernova. Yep, when Booster Supernova. And so then Rip Hunter... He comes out with the Phantom Zone projector and tries to lock Skeets into the Phantom Zone. And he's like, but Skeets absorbs all the people inside Phantom Zone instead. Like, yeah, yeah, like what? He's eating the Phantom Zone, and it shows all the people inside (laughs) locked in there. And then Rip Hunter and Booster are like, "Oh fuck, we gotta get out of here!" And uh, Rip Hunter starts counting down from fifty-two, fifty-two, fifty-one disappear. And Skeets tries to follow after them. Yes. Then we have Star City. Green Lantern's helping repair. Green Arrow is like. Being Black mayor. Canary's talking to Green Arrow, and she's like, so you really want to be, like, the mayor of this town and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, it's setting up a further status quo, but one of the big things is Ollie's just checking in with Black Canary, because he's like, how's Ralph doing? You know, like, uh, we're all kind of worried about him. Have, have you guys had any luck? And it just shows, like, the heroes, like, the main character heroes are still looking for and care about, like, people like Ralph, and it's like, you know... He's unstable. When we lost him, he was searching for a way to bring his wife back. Mm-hmm. And it's a, nice, like, it's a nice touch because Black Canary and uh, Green Arrow were a relationship. And they're a very on-and-off relationship. And mm-hmm. uh, so she says to Green Arrow, don't mistake passion for Sandy Alf. Uh, Alf. <laughs> don't mistake passion for Sandy Ollie. Ralph just loved Sue too, too much to ever, ever let her go. And she walks away. And Ollie says, how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we, uh, and we're laughing, but I, I thought it was a, a point No, no, touch, we're like, laughing because yeah. you. the next page has Lobo going, he was a feisty little bestiche and no mistake. As he's <laughs> over uh, Animal Man's dead body on a stone in space. Yeah, yeah. You see, though, I made us like a slab on, on an asteroid, like floating yeah. in space. 
Oh, one thing I forgot to mention earlier, uh, part of the thing that was going on with Animal Man's plot throughout is he was starting to be able to develop slightly more animal powers. Like, he was able to survive in space because mm. he was able to leech off the dolphin yeah. <laughs> that flies around space. So, like, I, I just, sitting, seeing everyone standing out in space, and I, I realized we never mentioned how Animal Man didn't just die. <laughs> Like, immediately. I forgot to mention, too, I was so sad when he died the other time, too, because it's like, this is before Booster revealing to be alive still happened. So I'm like, these are, like, one of the few the, the few guys I like, because right now, Question's already dying, Booster was dead, now Animal Man's dead, I'm like, I'm running out of people to like in this comic. <laughs> is, the, is the Space Elven thing, like, a reference to Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or something? I think so, yeah. And I, I also find it funny how every time they're in a space scene, it's just, they're all just standing around, like, with gravity, yeah. Without helmets, and there's just this planets everywhere in the sky. It's just like they're always on these big spacescapes that are just like it just got like look at Guardians of the Galaxy. A lot of times they're like in weird impractical situations. Yeah. Yeah. and so yeah, they're they're saying goodbye to uh, an all man's body. They're it's like almost like I can take you part of the way there back to Earth, but then I gotta go back. And he's like, oh, and one what? thing I love is he's like, did you see out there? You know the the origin of the universe and everything. Because that's why and they Adam had the bounty Strain. on their head is because yeah. they saw what they shouldn't see. Uh-huh. And Adam Strange is like giant hands and something else I can't remember. And Lobo's like, oh, I figured it had to be something stupid. <laughs> yeah. And then they, you see Animal Man holding the picture of his family. They leave. Uh, he, like, he sees corpse. They fly away. They see it's still shot on, on Animal Man. You see him, the ship flying away in each, in each panel. And yeah, the and, time and, passes. They say we can't bring his body in case it's been contaminated. Yeah. yeah. And time passes. And, uh, we see just the same view of Animal Man's corpse. And finally he wakes up saying, don't leave me. Yeah. Uh, and then two aliens are standing next to him. Two yellow aliens in goofy giant heads. Goofy looking yeah. dumbass aliens, which I think are his origin aliens. Yes, right. They are. Yeah. Uh, Ryan said we should do Animal Man's run see, just to talk about the aliens. And I'm like, I don't remember aliens. I'm sitting being here relevant. and actually reading all the origin stories at the end of each of these comics is really paying off because I'm like, oh right, Oracle has she knows Black Canary because of Birds of Prey, and now these are the aliens that like gave Animal Man his powers because that's where he got them yeah. from. Oh, I had no idea. I was like, who? Are these fucking aliens why do we need more yeah, aliens yeah. introduced at this point yeah, that's why don't take don't take my word on what's uh I, I, like i said i don't I don't take my word on what's important not what's what's not important because i don't remember if the cubes are important or not but um it seems like the Stygian stuff wrapped itself up so i like i would say that's not that important in the context of, like it was mainly yeah. there to kill animal man and to leave yeah. him alone. Well, we'll see. Uh, we don't know yet. Because I, I don't. I really don't remember. So I forgot Animal Man meets his creators. So I don't know where this scene is going <laughs> whatsoever. He's so, a meat maker. Uh, uh, so. Uh, one thing I want to point out. At the end of week 37, in the notes, this is like my... my this is what I do every year. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Uh, Mark Wade talks about how apparently the online fan theory, everyone was like, it's so obvious. Supernova is the Atom the whole time. Oh so they God. were like, let's just play into it for a couple pages and fuck with these people. <laughs> That's why he has the Atom belt. That's pretty Yeah. <laughs> okay. It got me. So, week 38, um, we begin in the trip to Nanda Parbat and... With Renee and Vic. Yeah. Yeah. And, the narration, and Vic does not look good. Yeah. This, uh, the whole time this was going on, I'm like, if he doesn't make it, this is a really, like, terrible thing to do. To take this person that, like, is in such massive pain, they need to be on morphine, to take them into the Himalayas and make them climb up the mountain... Or not making them climb. It'll be in like even even shadow. being dragged though. People take a lot of beating. Yeah, it's just, it's just gonna be a terrible experience. So he's saying they're coughing and he's like, it hurts. And Renee's just like, I know Charlie. I know it he, does. And he's he's saying, barely saying anything. He's just like all his panels just him briefly. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Her narration's like, I'm not crazy. I'm not. I'm trying to save his life. He's dying, and I'm trying to save him. I can save him. And with all the stuff, the reason why this is so impactful to me, like why I so believe R- Renee's motivation here is because throughout this whole book, we've been following Ralph Dibney talk about how resurrections happen all the time. You know, death shouldn't matter in superhero universes. Look at this. Yeah. And Renee's like, how come my friend has to die? This is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And like, the whole time, um, like, Vicky's getting aggressive towards her, and uh, he's like, poison, poison. Yeah. You when she's stupid. trying to give him medicine. Yeah, you so. stupid girl, stupid girl. Think I don't know you're giving me poison? Yeah. Yeah. And then we oh, go from really serious to... To all the, the the mad doctors on the island, and now that well, Max is now full mad scientist. Now he, he's yeah. not even helping. You know, scientists always doing his building. Professor, come in. I'm just having dinner. He's just eating cans and cans of baked beans, cold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, like Tio Mara was like, let's let's go hang out and talk like we used to do back in the old days. But now Will's like uh, fully like, no, I can't talk. Gotta work. Gotta work. Gotta, gotta make my plutonium uh, man. Yeah, he's he's making the platinum men again or metal. And man. I, I like because Tio Mara, uh wanted Will to be useful, but now. He basically like lost his friend. Uh, yeah, uh, which is a nice weird uh, bit of human humanization. Yeah, for and then Egg Fu starts quoting from Revelation of Apocalypse, which I was like, "How do they know this book of crime? Know about like apocalypse? Was this written recently? I guess. <laughs> I guess." I assume Apocalypse has something to do with this because uh, for what it's worth, they're talking about Apocalypse, the planet Darkside lives yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So just to clarify. Uh, Manheim, uh, uh, when he he was part of uh, the Dark Side story arc stuff, and Ekfu yeah, Ekfu yeah. is a dark a part of Dark Side's apocalypse world. I I that's why maybe I don't I don't see it as dumb because this no, that I, makes sense. I thought this is like uh, tied to ap- apocalypse and Dark Side. I thought Dark Side creates religion. Uh, but support, why do you include? The 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 Judeo Christian Bible and also Sherlock Holmes. Oh, <laughs> DC, DC because a lot of writers in DC are Christian. They always emphasize that the Christian religion is somehow more important than all other religions in the universe. Like it's everything, <laughs> everything like like Specter and stuff like that. Everything hints that yeah, the the Bible, like Earth, is special in some way. So anyway, they're building these giant, horrible monster robots. They, they've already built them. They come yeah, out of this yeah. big machine, and they're and basically they, the they created the they created the four horsemen apocalypse. But like, there's only three of them, and they look like like HG uh, 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 Geiger, like humanoid te- I like technology abominations. <laughs> yeah. I would like to fight them in like a Doom game or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they do like Doom villains, yeah. And Tio Morrow asks, "Well, what happened to the fourth horseman?" And they say, "You're the unknown." The, the hunger lord rode out before the others. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, what have we made? And Eggfu was like, they are unstoppable. Yeah, so all the scientists were just like, we were just making like fun science stuff with all the money we had. They never realized what they were doing, and now they're horrified. Oh, no, the, the one that's horrified is the lady scientist who's been doing this. And I talked to Phil about this, and we're like, how... It's different. I know that you're trying to do the parallel to when they drop the bomb, and you're like, what have we done? But here, you make these robots, and you're testing them out, and they're, like, shooting things and attacking. But when you see them all together, you're finally like, oh, shit, we made killer robots. I, su- I assume they're all making wacky technologies, like the spider thing. Someone had to assemble and test these, though. I know, but yeah. it doesn't mean it have to be these specific scientists. They have other scientists from Apocalypse and stuff like that, probably. Also, I, I, I assume the, the final result. No one knew what the final result was. I, thought, I, I, I think I assumed they're making, like, wack, wacky 
uh, goofy stuff, and now Apocalypse basically bastardized it to make it to a, a serious. Uh, they were praying to the crime Bible crime. earlier at Thanksgiving. <laughs> they have to know what they're doing. Wait, what, what was that? At Thanksgiving, <laughs> this woman prayed to the crime Bible, so she had to. I know, know and maybe they thought, and you said it's a goofy thing. Maybe they didn't take it seriously. Like, like, like they're all thinking this is a wacky, serious thing. And just I, I think, I think it's weird that they're shocked by this. I, I, yeah. I think it was a purposeful. Uh, the whole, not to give too much away, but the whole wacky scientist thing was a misgiving to uh, uh, to mislead you think this is all one wacky mm-hmm. not uh un- un- to set up for this like i think but, it was very personal but how do you as a human being not realize that the four horsemen of the apocalypse are not going to be good things <laughs> well, anyway, i am i am not, I, like apocalypse has scientists like egg is a scientist himself like i i am not even sure. a scientist yes he's a scientist like he yes, says i believe may- maybe he assembled them they just built like a, a size for a big monster. One of them did say, I built those eyes. So maybe... Yeah, they, I, I assume they're all building piecemeal parts, like the best eyes, yeah, the best this, the best And then Egg is in the background. Yeah, and also, for what it's worth, most of the scientists are like, this is awesome. There's yeah, only we have to keep in mind, like, Apocalypse is like a planet, like a hell, like a Mikko Mik- Mik- hell planet. There has to be scientists on Apocalypse. Wait, they, like, but are they on Earth here? Why wouldn't they be if Fu's on Earth? Why wouldn't they be? I don't know. Yeah, they, I just they don't transported from Apocalypse Earth. And this is not me. Like, it's not me. Excuse me. I, I think it makes perfect sense that, like, if Apocalypse is an equation, I think it makes perfect sense that uh, they use different parts from each person and build okay. these horsemen. Anyway, like, no. I, I'm, anyway, I, 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 I always feel like I'm making excuses, but even reading the page, that was my main assumption. Like, just to clarify the readers, like, this is not, I, I really don't feel like I'm being crazy making excuses. I no, feel no, like, I, I, I understand what you're saying. As a, me reading this, I didn't realize they, they were coming from a different planet. I didn't realize that there was, like, other planet scientists that could be involved. I was like, these guys are the only people I was introduced to, so I'm like, they must have made these. Yeah, that's fair. I don't uh, think I don't think they mention Apocalypse or Darkseid. They just mention it when they're reading the Crime Bible. They're yeah. like from the Book of Apocalypse, <laughs> which is already garbage. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, whatever. One thing okay. that's important that you guys haven't noted is what do those machines say when they come out? Black Adam. <gasps> and that's when they say, "Oh God, what have we made?" Yeah. yeah. So maybe it's in response to their sentience. I really like their designs too. I'm not trying to shit on them. I think the forest is look cool. <laughs> it's dumb. <laughs> So, All the Doom fan just fucking hates the Doom designs. He's a fucking Doom monster. Doom makes sense within the universe of Doom. These, these are Apocalypse enemies. Apocalypse will make these fucking enemies. Yeah. Okay. I don't know Apocalypse, so I can't say no. Okay. So uh, Cutting to yeah. Himalayas. So we, we cut back to um, more of the question being uh, dragged up in his little cart. They can't find Nanda Parbat either. She keeps asking people, hey, do you speak English? Where's Nanda Parbat? Because it's like a hidden mystical val- you know, land. Yeah, and she brings him and she keeps repeating, I'm not crazy. I just want him to live. That's all I want. And they're How almost out of morphine too. Yeah, and she's like, you have to help. No one knows English. She doesn't know what trails to take and what directions to go in. And then we cut back to... Where they're looking at it's uh, John Henry Irons and the rest of the Teen Titans are looking at the Death Superhero, one Death Superhero. Uh, before we jump to that, Renee's inner narration is is so good because she talks about how like maybe it's selfish of me, you know, I could admit I don't want to lose another partner, another mm-hmm. friend. I've lost so many, but I don't want to lose you too. We're in this together. I'm afraid of who I'll become without you. Which and then it's while she's looking at the map. After that, she says, "Which way do I go?" She's saying she needs all the people. I could use some directions. I could use some help. Which way do yeah. I go? So yeah, I... It, it it's just it's a really great subplot throughout this entire thing, and her motivation makes so much sense since she's already lost yeah. another partner that she would risk. Uh, Vic's life to bring him back. Yeah. Also, they've been calling the, the what happened with Lex's people the reign of the Superman, which I kind of liked. That they like this is like the name of the event of when all of them just lost their powers and fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a very clever one. 
Yeah. So then, uh, as they're investigating this, a little bug flies in. It's it flies like, into a green monkey. You have to mention the green monkey. Sorry, Beast Boy. He pushes his Beast Boy. He pushes his green monkeys. <laughs> it's funny because everyone knows Beast Boy. Like, not, not only you, Phil. So, like, it's funny that. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. Yeah, he's always just a green animal in everything. So then Natasha flies in as a little, like, uh, she doesn't fly in. She flies a drone in that's a bug to communicate with her uncle. And she's like, I know yeah. something's wrong. He keeps going into a hidden room in his office. He doesn't, he's got something in there he doesn't want anyone else to see. And he's like, you have to be careful. And she's like, I'm trying. And also, I'm sorry for everything. Goodbye, Uncle John. As he's like, he's like, don't investigate. Just come home. Yep. And she's like, yeah. I can get information that can expose him and you yep. can't. People have died. I have to do something. Yeah. yeah. And then we cut back to Renee, and she's so using terrible. the last bit of the morphine on Charlie, and she's telling him we're almost there. It's every I hate the noise. You're, I hate the noise you're making, Charlie. Yeah, you're, every every panel is him just making noises and her being like, I can't listen to this. Yeah. And she's dragging him more up the mountain. There's like a snowstorm. And she's making noise, and she's saying, shut up already to him. And she's yeah, up. yes, yes. So just to paint the picture, they're climbing up a snowy, basically climbing up Mount Everest, and it's yeah. uh, Renee, like, desperately holding on to... Uh, uh, Vic on the sled, like trying to carry him up, basically on Mount yeah. Everest. And she's, yeah. she says, "I got nothing to keep you warm except this. It's the mask that she puts over him. So she puts it on him, and she says it'll provide some insulation at least. And then she and used... she starts to think, like, I think maybe I made a mistake. Yep, I don't I've got. I think I've gotten a. Don't know where I, I am anymore. Where I, am. I don't know which way to go. I'm lost. And so she uses the mask on him, and then the sled tips over, and when she tries to get it upright again, it's covered in blood as he's choking out in the mask. She says, like, you're my sense of direction, Charlie. I don't know who I am without you. Don't leave me, please. Not again. Yep. And as as she says, the narration saying, I can't do this again. She's crying and saying, please. She hears, you never answered my question. So she, she takes, he goes, get this mask off my face. Hard enough to breathe as it is. And then she takes off as he's coughing. She's telling him, I'm trying to get you to Nanda Parvat to save your life. So, so she realizes that Charlie's is, is uh, not only is he uh, cognizant, he was cognizant for an entire time. Yeah, like, and she's crying now, and the tears are frozen on her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's saying some things you have to accept, and she's like, "I can't. I don't know who I am without you." He says, "It's a trick question, Renee. Not who you are, but who you are going to become. Time to change, like a butterfly." And th- th- that's what he was saying the time, like butterfly. Oh, you got it. Time to change, butterfly. Yeah. And like, it's, it's, so this whole time it seemed like he was just delirious, like he was before. But he, he was aware of what was happening. He was trying. To call, he was calling her a stupid girl because she was doing this dumb thing, like. Uh, he yeah. was he was aware she was making a mistake. And the snow is the way there the sled was drawn across and when it fell and everything makes a big bloody question mark mm. in the snow. And it the issue ends with all of a sudden the big temple of Nanda Parbat has appeared and someone is coming. It out. was right behind them. She uh, she almost made it. So now week thirty nine opens with Natasha and her who we think is Skyman, but it's not. It's Everyman sneaking into. <laughs> Spoilers. Into the yeah, spoilers, into the like main research place where the scientist that keeps giving Lex those reports are, and when they go in, she's like, "Doctor, we need to talk," and he's like, "Oh no, what are you doing? Get out, get out!" And the whole room explodes. Yeah, yeah. But Natasha and Skyman are okay, and they they're like, "Why would he do this? Why would he bomb his own lab?" And she's like, "Well, I guess same reason he jammed the sprinklers and emptied the fire extinguishers. He's trying to burn everything, get rid of all the evidence." So I, I, just want, I just want to know because Ryan makes uh, makes it seem, oh it's so obvious it's coming. It's coming. Uh, Everyman does a good job pulling a Skyman. He's, yeah, very, yeah, he's, very, he support, he's very supportive of, of Natasha. And when uh, the lab explodes, he protects her and keeps her hidden from view. When yeah, it's rest- only obvious to us because they've hinted at it. Like, Does he have times. the powers of people he transforms into? Yes. Okay, because yes. I was like, how did he survive this fucking blast? 
blast too. Yes, that's a fucking strong power. Yeah, you get to eat people. You eat Superman's nails, and then you just become Superman. <laughs> So he well, you'd have to be able to chew his nails. Yeah, like how do you, how do you chew his nails? Uh, you have to you chew eat someone who's a little less strong, and then you eat someone a little more. <laughs> Slowly <laughs> work your way yeah. out. <laughs> so she she uses her powers to salvage as much as she can. When like uh, Lex Luthor's like right hand man, uh, right hand woman runs in, and they start to salvage it, and they like hide up on the roof. So they the ceiling. Can't... Yeah, ceiling. on the ceiling. So yeah, I guess the roof is the outside part. <laughs> they hide on the ceiling, and sh- and Mercy, the the right hand woman, is like everything's salvageable. You know, I you save everything you can. I don't care how small every hard drive. And she's like, "Oh, Dennis, the doctor, you dumb dumb bastard." So like he was trying to cover everything up. And she found a piece of paper that made her prompted her to say, "You dumb bastard." Mm. Yeah, yeah. Then it cuts to Ralph Dibney, who's now exploring the wreckage of Atlantis, and he finds some like crazy old man that might be Aquaman. Might I think that, I think this is Aquaman, but we don't know. It's, this I was looking up Aquaman's Wikipedia page today after I read this. It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> well, Aquaman had a brother who was clone. <laughs> of course, it's complicated. This I believe this is Aquaman. Yes. It makes and sense because the... Aquaman went crazy in Under the Sea before. <laughs> yeah, they keep it vague by them like, are you Aquaman? And he's like, if he lives, it's a victim of, of, of the magics of the legend of the powers of the sea. And he's like, but maybe I can help you. So, like, he's either Aquaman or, like, I haven't read Aquaman. He actually. also says there is no Aquaman. He is gone. He will come, I think. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... He saved the city but lost his home? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, he's like, he... It might be a crazy wizard. He might be Aquaman. Might be both. I don't know. But he wants to. He Ralph, Ralph. is trying to get the shackles of Arian, who which is some like ancient Atlantean magic artifact, and a warded link will you know it'll be part of like the you know the the magic that they're trying to harness. So they go to I guess this is like Cerberus, but for Atlantis. Yeah, basically, some, if like, you if you want one of the links of the chain that is going to force you to break the chain and let this beast out and the beast will kill you. So there's like the only way to do it is to replace that link with something else. And you replace and, it with the wedding ring he made out of the wicker uh, suit Dibney. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know that he's been wearing for like quite a while and that's the exchange he makes. So they get the ring and they get to leave. I'm glad you guys had mentioned that he had a wicker wedding ring because I don't think I would have noticed until this Same. I Same. didn't notice it until I read the letters in the back of the issue that were like, hey, uh, did you notice that nice touch? Yeah. But yeah, that's been there actually since we saw him in France with Detective Chimp. That is a nice touch. Those many weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So then we cut back to the island and they have a bu- <laughs> there's a bunch of mad scientists. One looks like a big clock man. I oh yeah, and, they, and they, they're real like <sighs> Uh, this Savannah's like, haven't those ridiculous horsemen left already? And the clock man is like, they canceled my thing. Like, what the fuck? Like, so th- they weren't building towards the horsemen. Like, the horsemen w- was not known to these guys. These guys weren't aspiring to. Uh, yeah, only the, the people that worked on top of the hill were working. You on the missed horsemen. out. Else was just uh, doing crazy Mr. Stuff. Clockman says, "Has Doctor Savannah found any sign of my missing fifty-two seconds?" <laughs> he says, "I wasn't even looking." Also, this clockman, his name is Doctor Time, but with a Y. Also, <laughs> Doctor Savannah made. Uh, artificial, artificial time, time in particle form called suspendium. And yes. there's a reference here that they bombarded uh, Mr. Mind. The caterpillar. The caterpillar with, with suspendium. suspendium. From the very beginning. Yeah. The very beginning. And he's like, whatever. He, I don't know what happened to him. I don't give a shit. I just bombarded this alien psychic thing with, <laughs> with suspendium. And he disappeared. <laughs> Probably not going to come up, but okay. <laughs> Well, that's the thing I love about the mad scientist jargon is some of it comes up and some of it is just ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's fun. And 
then we see Will Magnus has been he he's been going on Google, I guess, and he found evidence of red tornado. Wait, in yeah, yeah. Australia. So, so the funny thing is, Tomar is like trying to get him to talk to him more, but in BC. Uh, Will Magnus looked this up and reveals it to Tomorrow to basically make Tomorrow leave him alone because he's Cause, like, cause he came oh, in, he's like, hey, you're. It seems like this stuff missing, like uh, tin cans for your beans, a missing gold watch, which we didn't mention earlier, lead shielding, and it's like the metal men, I assume, mercury thermometers, right. and these yeah. are all things that they actually have mentioned throughout the whole. Yeah, they did mention all yeah, of these, yeah. and then he's like, oh, I'm not being suspicious, uh, whatever. I just get. Hey, know. look, red tornadoes there. Go to Australia, Tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Tomorrow's made red tornado yeah and then a tiny little mercury shows up and he's like and he's like stay out of sight mercury and he's like oh sure like i ever listened to a word you came out with say doc did i ever tell you that i was the only metal <laughs> that's a liquid at room temperature mm. and then we cut back to can doc where they're just still dealing with the fallout from osiris and black adam's like maybe i should go talk to him and Sobek's like i think it would hurt even more he believes the power inside him made him kill that he's cursed that all of you are cursed mm. yes and black adam's just like that's absurd yeah. yeah, yeah, but Isis is like he's a boy. He's trying to rationalize something he did, something he feels incredibly guilty for. And as Black Adam, as they're debating whether they're cursed or not, it starts raining, and the, and the rain starts melting all their flowers. And Isis yeah. feels this because she's the. Uh, I was thinking about how she's the one who who exposes that everything's dying, and I'm like, it makes sense because she's the nature person. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like I, I personally read this as like it's supposed to be like emulating like the biblical plagues. Of yeah, like, yeah I view this um, this old man of some type. Yeah, it definitely like the and... four horsemen yeah. <laughs> from the Revela- from the Book of Revelations of Apocalypse. Apocalypse. <laughs> Apocalypse. And then we cut back to Lex Luthor. They're gonna run the, is... the Everyman test on someone. Who are they gonna give powers to? Who? <laughs> uh, yeah. And this is when Natasha like is like I, I'm spying on Lex Luthor right now. Something big's coming on. Come on, she's telling, Skyman, yeah, she's you gotta telling, help me out. She's telling Skyman's like, what? wait, I gotta show you something very important. Before, you have to know this before we do anything else. Uh, yeah. And he's like, hell, here's your boyfriend's eating corpse. I ate him. Yeah, here's your boyfriend. I ate his arm and leg to keep uh, very powerful. He says, like, I only need a toe clipping, but it really tasted good to eat your friends. It's so. a really gruesome, just like, full page of just her boyfriend cut up. <laughs> and uh, not only that, there is a plate with a fork and knife and, and a, a wine yeah, glass. Yeah, a glass of wine. I was like, oh, this guy's... Glass like, of wine, glass of blood. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. And then he turns back into every man and she's like, oh God, please. And then he's like, come on, just another taste. Uh, he turns into know... Natasha saying that to her face. Yeah. And then they so just he's, start... he's sitting there. He, he ate a piece of her before. Yeah. And he's like, hey, stop just one. He's going to eat more of you. Yeah. And Natasha starts being the shit out of him. But before she can finish him off, like Luther intervenes and blocks yeah, her and race. absorbs a blast. Yeah. And he's like, tell me, Natasha, did you earn the powers I gave you? The powers that I'm about to take away? And he's super strong. And she's like, that that procedure was for you, but you were inc- incompatible. And he's like, you've <laughs> always been a smart girl. The, Dennis lied all those times he reported back. He lied. And the, the paperwork that uh, Mercy found was that he was eligible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and Dennis was trying to protect everyone from Lex, basically. Thank God. Yeah. He's like, she, he should have, instead of blowing himself up, like, oh, I guess what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you're as much, Natasha says, you're as much an animal as every man. And he says, wrong. I'm Superman. And the, the way she the, he blew up her, she blew up his um, yeah, chest. Like it's revealed, it's basically shaped in the, uh, Basically, the, the rips are in the shape of an S. It's not really a reveal as much as it is like that emblem. In it's the it's a symbolic gesture. Like. Yeah, it's a symbolic yeah, gesture. He's not. He doesn't have the S. And yeah. uh, a really cool cliffhanger next to the two and shows Steel holding a hammer going for Lux's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. And that, uh, according to the letters in the back, that uh, that S shield on Lex's chest with Keith was Keith Giffen's idea. 
Cool. So, uh, you know, just so you guys know. Uh, I thought you guys said that people don't shoot lasers, but Natasha's definitely shooting lasers here. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone shoots lasers. Don't lie to me. Okay. Uh, she was shooting uh, fire. It's fire. It's fire. Oh, uh, oh, whoa, whoa. I thought we said there's no fire people. <laughs> lasers are different from fire. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. But we never, we never said there's like, no pure like fire people. And that's true. There's very few pure fire okay. people. So, okay, we have reached the 75% way through 52. Woo! So I, so I and I will not give any hints of what happens next, but how are you guys feeling at the end of week three, or at the end of episode three as compared to the other two? Phil? I still like it. I still like it. Uh, like with the other two, I'm like, there are certain things in here that I'm like, comics LOL. Um, but overall, I like most of the storylines. I think I actually, you guys are right. The question in Renee stuff is the most compelling. Going through it again, I'm like, that really is really fucking good. But I really, I enjoy the Natasha storyline. The space stuff I got more interested in with the, you know, Stygian horde that then got resolved, I guess, maybe. And I, I, I am enjoying it. I don't feel like any of the twists are so crazy that I can't believe it. Um, cool, cool all around. I like it. Wow. Excellent. What about you, Daryl? Uh, yeah, it's, a, it's, I don't hate it. You always assume I hate something just because I don't, I'm not in love with it. The thing is, like, when you, when you're not in love with something, you act like you hate it forever. Like, oh, we I don't hate 52. it forever. I just, I always have qualms. I'm like, oh, this is, this part was a little weird. This was a little different. It's, well, considering in the, I think an easier way to look at it is in the context of most of, like, the superhero stuff we cover. Mm-hmm. How do you think this is, like, stacking up? That's a tough one because I'd, I'd have to think back to a lot of the other. We've covered definitely a lot of stuff that you guys were like, yeah. this isn't that bad, where I was like, no, this is. Whereas, I like, don't this... mean like specifically up against this or that. I mean like as a superhero book because I know that's where se- most of your qualms come. General in a sense. General sense. Are yeah. you feeling like more engaged with this than usual or less? I would say so, but it's hard because this has so many storylines. It's like naturally one. Like I can't imagine anyone reading this and you just don't like any of the story. Daryl, you're such a... Don't okay. fucking bullshit us. You're more invested than most. You don't... You never fucking read books day <laughs> no, off. I, th- I really like that point, though, that it's... I think that speaks to... That's a fair point, but you, you can't say... He never fucking reads books until it's like a day of. He's so slow... You're more invested. Don't suck, don't fucking lie to me. You can say you have qualms. That's very fine. But don't say you're not more invested. You're. I've never seen you read a book day of. Like what, you hate this and day. you love this. Fuck you, Daryl. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like at least admit. I want to see what's happening next. I do. I do. I never yeah. said I did. Okay, so at least say because clearly you're more invested than most stories you've read. You most of the time you're like I don't care what's happening. I'm not yeah, gonna read more. You, you should, your response to be... when we ask would you read more, you say no. So don't fucking bullshit me. <laughs> I wasn't trying to sly. I, it's just, it's after two hours of sitting down in a hot room and reviewing everything. I'm not like, wow, this is amazing. I'm just like, I'm just hot. I just want to lay down. <laughs> I, I told you you got a fan. You said, no, it's almost over. Fuck you. <laughs> They're non-fans. We talked about this. <laughs> so uh, I am I am definitely more invested and I'm interested in seeing where it goes. It's 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 also going to be tough because it's things wrap up. That's where I get the most critical, yeah. whether or not it, it, like, it lands or it doesn't land. And that's but, guys, what I wanted to say, because I'm always like, I don't remember where, I, I don't remember where this or that goes. Yeah. It's not because, like, I hate the story and it's forgettable. Yeah. It's because there are... The, uh, the last week, is there going to be a lot of key moments that were seared into my memory and they kind of overpowered the rest of the story. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting when we get to those key moments. Yeah. Okay. So we have one more episode left. So we will... Wait, I have a fan theory. Uh, I, okay. I, I had mentioned this to Phil. I think Dr. Mind has taken over Skeets. That's my fan theory. Because I'm like... It would be a cool twist. Uh, Dr. Mind? He, uh, he didn't go no, to medical school. Mr. Mind, he said. <laughs> Mr. Mind, shit. Did you say Dr.? Yeah, I said Dr. Mind. Mr. Mind, the little caterpillar guy, because usually he mind controls people or something. I don't know who he is. I 100% so like, buy this, because especially when, when they mention the suspendium radiation, I'm like, oh, that's time particles. This is somehow linked to the time stream. This I buy this theory 100%. I'm on Mr. Mind and Skeets as well. 
So I guess we'll see. I'm not, I, I'm not I, I, I really forgot. I forgot my, Mr. Mind is in the story until Ryan oh, no. said he's oh, in the story. Lying. You're spoiling because now I know he's <laughs> No, no. I, I really forgot the story. I forgot what 52 is. I do not remember what 52 is. <laughs> when we get to, wait, when we see these final pages, you will you will see why these these moments are so powerful. It's not because the plot is forgettable. It's because there are so many powerful moments that I just remember those moments. Superman's they, 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 gonna kill us all now. Okay. You, you'll, you'll, you'll see. You'll see what I mean. So, like, You'll all see. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, remember, it's the Patreon drive, and we, we have already reached two of our reach goals. First, people are, everyone's voting on what movie that everyone has seen that I have not, that I'm going to watch and do, like, a live stream and talk about. I think right now Alien is winning. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah, so I'm very excited about that. Some of the other things that people are voting on in the Facebook group, we got like Big Lebowski, Godfather Part Two, all these movies that everyone in the world has seen but me. Yeah, I never saw Big Lebowski. Uh, Fargo is it was one of the ones in the running too, is but so far the I think Alien's Tom leading. So go, Ar- was that Argo? So, <laughs> I've never seen any of these movies. So I never saw, Far- I never saw Fargo. If it's a I comedy, I, I don't Fargo's the like Midwestern that. one by uh, the uh, Coen Brothers. I never saw that either. Yeah. So go in the Facebook group. There's two Coen Brothers movies on there. And I was like, come I, on, guys. The second goal we just hit, so the Flying Machine content channel is going twice a month. And I believe that the next goal, if we haven't hit it already, John and Malcolm will compose a song on a live stream together. Like, And you could watch the whole song get written, so that's cool. Uh, and we have lots of other goals, so make sure you check out flyingmachine.com slash, oh, sorry, flyingmachine.network slash support, patreon.com slash flyingmachine, or, uh, the Facebook group, Flying Machine Explorers Guild, and like I said, I have lots and lots of new music episodes up, and those are just at the $1 tier, so as we try to reach the goals, even a dollar or upping your backing, like a dollar or two, goes a long way, because the goals are pretty, they're not very spread out, so it's easy to hit them pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thank you guys for all the support, and we will see you next week for the final conclusion of 52. Bum, bum, bum. 52! 52! 52! 52! Thank you all for listening to Divisive Issues. I've been looking at a bunch of jerk-offs out the window. I've been eating everyone's nails. Uh, I've been Captain Comet, telethoughtsing across the galaxy. (laughs) And I've been the Atom. No, wait, I'm time-traveling Booster Gold. Of course I am. Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible flying machine.